Tonight, we are going to be giving you that goo, dropping that fantasy football knowledge like only we know how to. Uh, tonight's show, we're going to have a good one. We're actually going to do a review of two mock drafts. And we're going to look back at some of the uh, mock drafts that we did leading into the 2017 season last summer. And do a little review. And hindsight is 50-50. Um, and uh, say what, what's, uh, what's going on there and what we liked and what we didn't like. And, you know, we've always kind of preached that during the off season, a good thing to do is review what you did uh, in the previous season between your draft, in-season moves, mock drafting. So on this show, we're going to look at some of the mocks that we did last summer. As usual, to my left, in person, first show in a few couple weeks, few weeks we've done since 300 where we're all together. That's great. Is Houdini across the way from me? Is Mr. Stag Party? I am D Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and um, welcome. Good to see you guys. Hey, good to be here. Stag Party's like, yeah. Hey, great. Sleep, yeah. Great yep. to see you. <laughs> love, love you guys. Um, no, this is going to be fun. We're uh, just going to throw back some Valverde's and uh, look at how god-awful probably all of our teams are. It's crazy when you do um, any sort of audit on drafts and mock drafts. You look, this shit was only five and a half, six months ago. You feel like you're a totally different person. You're just like, oh my god, what was I thinking? Oh, it's just like it's true. Painful. But you got to get into that head. What were you thinking? Yeah. And why were you thinking that? So that why? So that I don't do it again. You know, true. you could either go in with the same philosophy of saying that you know what I got to be like a a cornerback in the NFL and I got I got to just have no memory of what happened before and I just got to go at it again. Or you got to look at it and be like, I have to learn from my mistakes and I have to not fall for the same 
uh, same uh, uh, traps every single year. I mean, it's really a was my process right in, in picking this guy? What, what did I was I on the right track? And did something just go wrong? Was it an injury, or you know, did he not you know get an increase in the uh, targets and, and things like that, or was it just like? Oh, yeah, I like that player more than I should have. I don't really have reasons I liked him more than I should have. Yeah. Uh, I just liked him, and, I, and I, had to, I had to go two rounds high on this guy. And, uh, and I, there's guys like that in our drafts that we're going to see. I know one of the things that I've already audited in my leagues, and I know that one of the main things I did is I chose teams that were bad. And I, I literally, like, I didn't think the Bengals were going to be terrible, even though we had talked about how... That uh, their offensive line losing those two studs was going to affect them. I just d- didn't kind of. I just thought the, we're going to go through it. But I thought AJ Green was going to get peppered. You know, I didn't. I thought that the Miami Dolphins were going to be all right. Like I didn't think they were going to be god awful. And they those are basically two of the worst offenses in the league. And you, if you go with guys in those first two rounds of them, it's going to you know you're going to pay a price. Well, the other thing that I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing here is that you're going to find that there's probably a lot of teams that don't look that great. And I think that was probably kind of what mirrored in, in most of your leagues this year. I never have been in so many leagues with so much parity, where there were basically two teams that were kind of running away, and there was maybe one or two teams that were just completely in, in, the, in the tank. And everybody else, when we were about week 11, was either 5-6 and six or 6-5. Six and five. Yep. I had the same in all my leagues. There was like literally like heading in near the playoffs, you had... Five, six teams that are sitting there all with like two or three games left to go and you're like, there's two spots left. Which one of these six teams is going to do it? These next two games are important for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start with the, uh, a mock draft. We called it 12-team uh, PBR mock draft number two. Did it on January 30th. Uh, post- January 30th? Uh, June 30th. June. Man, uh, so we did that one a year ago? That's yeah. wild. Yeah. No, we, we, we don't do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, it's posted to the site in July. Uh, so if you want to check it up there, I'm sure we'll repost as well. I um, actually just tweeted it. Uh, if you follow our Twitter, I, I did tweet it. Um, but, yeah, we'll post both of these mocks up with the show. But um, I, this isn't live, so it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but I just tweeted both. Oh, I'll actually have to redo it because I tweeted – one of the ones I tweeted was the pre-draft one. Yeah. Um, um, but with this draft, let's just take a quick stroll through the first round. Uh, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell went first, then David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Should we also just say quickly who the teams are? Because actually this was a good one where um, we had all of our kind of players and then a couple fans. So um, the first team was so good it's looking. It's so hard to keep track of yeah, what yeah, yeah, go with what player. No, we, don't, we definitely don't need to do it, but I just want to preface it by saying, hey. Go ahead and give the props out to the people that were in this That's draft. it. That's it. Okay. Um, so it was, it was solid nine. It was so good. Team so good looking, number one. Pops, our boy. Hope everything's going all right with you. He's had a little bit of a house scare lately. Um, Wheeler. Uh, boy, I did a podcast with a couple of weeks ago. Funny, great guy. Pyrolytics, uh, D-Rex, PK Ripper. We had Heartbeat on it. Uh, we had Taco Corp. That's Anna Marcus, right? Um, Waz, Stag Party, Houdini, and Archer. So that, those are the teams. I'm not saying we're going to call out whose team was what. But um, were you guys surprised about any of these? Like, I guess... 
Ezekiel Elliott, was this all before? This was before the suspension. Right. We didn't know that he was going to be suspended. So, no. This is how a lot of drafts started out through the first six picks. It was the big three at running back. It was the big three at wide receiver, maybe four, depending on how you thought of guys like A.J. Green and Mike Evans, who would go you know, two and three picks later, respectively. But this is pretty much the run of the mill. The only thing was we were a little bit higher on Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson. Many of us had him ahead of David Johnson in the ranks just because those seasons coming off 400-plus touches are killers. Uh, when you look at you know number of touches they have the next season, it's really just not anywhere there. And, th- and that's a reason to you know avoid Le'Veon Bell in his own right next season, uh, especially if he is a guy who switches teams. That's going to be something we're going to monitor and you know shy away from should, should it happen. What are the odds of that happening? I don't know. It doesn't sound like they want to make him the highest of highest paid running backs in the league because it's not good business. And they just wrote him out for 400 touches. But if there's anybody who deserves it, it's Lev Bell because he is such an asset as a receiver. So sort of the double-edged sword. Um, but, you know, they also made a change at their offensive coordinator, letting Haley go. Uh, promoting the uh, quarterback coach. Now it's going to be a little bit of a different team. How how do they maximize this guy? Because he has been the driving force of their offense the last couple seasons mm-hmm. when healthy. All right. Um, so I D-Rex, I took uh, Julio Jones. Ripper took OBJ. Um, Heartbeat took uh, LaShawn McCoy. Anna Marcus with A.J. Green. Uh, and Waz with Mike Evans. So, you know, obviously there, uh, Odell Beckham, a good pick. But what week did he go down? Three or, Three or four. Yeah. And he didn't he get banged up even in week one? He, he Yeah, he, he had like, he didn't really have any great games. I think he had like one, one he only had a 100-yard game, if I'm not mistaken. But he had uh, one game with a nice touchdown, a long touchdown. But, um not a ton of not a ton of catches like you were expecting. So Odell played four games. In those games, he had a two touchdown game, a ninety yard game, and a ninety seven yard game with a touchdown. So he's pretty good. But let's also remember he missed week one. Yeah. Uh, with his own hamstring injury before you know going out with that injury. Uh, so guys that are a little bit banged up, they've got those soft tissue issues in the preseason. They're going to be guys I want to avoid, especially if they're fucking rookies. And don't make me yell about this shit. Yell, yell, yell go for it. We just shouldn't do it with these rookies anymore. Like these rookies who are missing training camp and missing these valuable reps. Guys like Mike Williams and guys like Corey Davis who have all the upside in the world. Just light your fucking money on fire. Or send it, send it to your commissioner before the season. Well, it's true. You have to think about it because, especially for wide receivers, it's it's so imperative. They only get a certain number of padded practices. So how many opportunities do they actually get to be out there in playing in scrimmage game-type conditions? Not very many. And if you miss those reps early and you don't know the playbook, then you're not coming in. At least if you're a running back, you have a better opportunity if you can be a bolt carrier. But, again, you miss all that, that time earlier, you're missing the blocking schemes. You're not going to get put out there. And then you're, you're not going to get eight weeks of the fantasy season. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so thanks for that. Thank you. Thanks, thanks a lot. Looking good. So let's finish out the first round here. Um, so after Mike Evans, I, I'm 
So we'll, wait, we'll go to the turn. Well, we'll yeah, so of that, Odell was looking like it was going to be a good pick if he stayed healthy. So he goes always. Uh, Lashawn McCoy, who be, beyond all odds had a great season. You know where I, I did not see that one coming. I mean, I thought it was going to be good. I, you what, talk about you, a guy that's had volume of touches over uh, over a, a string of years, and for him to continue. Did any of us not rank Lashawn McCoy as a top? Five or six running back. No, he was, that's where he was. Okay, so okay. That, that's he went off but, the but, board as the fourth year, so we're arguing. Well, no, two but spots. my point is that it was he did good, whereas AJ Green and Mike Evans, you would consider, were disasters of first round picks. I, the thing is, yeah. you consider them disasters, but then you look where they finish at the position, and then you got to remember how bad the position was. So you look at them in relation to the position, you look at rather them. than. Then in relation to themselves in past years, and you and it's much different, and it sucks. Like, no, I'm looking at them as relation to being a first-round pick. That is a bust of a first-round pick. I don't care if you want to look at where their stats finish up. If you draft a guy, a wide receiver is one of the four fifth wide receiver. You're expecting them to win you games. And what what did what did AJ Green? But then no up? wide receivers in the whole league won you games. Here, here's what I, here's what I'll say. Mike Evans last year, let's quickly go to Evans first because I'm there. Mike Evans last year scored 204 fantasy points. This year, he had 130. So that's a significant drop-off. Now, uh, Julio Jones um, last year, not Julio, sorry, uh, A.J. Green last year. He had injured, injured, so he's definitely not that high. Where's Green? Scored 120. Okay, 120. It was, yeah. In 10 games. In 10 games, and then this year scored 151. His first season not averaging double-digit fantasy points. It says he played 16 games this year. He did. He did. Oh, he didn't get suspended for that. That's right. But he got tossed. That's basically... He got tossed tossed early. Yeah. Um, So, the drop-off for AJ was certainly uh, not as severe, uh, but... I, I do kind of agree with you. I, I, I don't. I don't think you can say anybody in the first two rounds is a bust of a bust because it happens so often. It's not like that. What I'm it's saying is that when you pick a player in the first round, you just want to be at least not destroyed, right? Yeah. And you know, AJ Green. If you look at it, his games were. The way that he scored those points were not helpful to your team. It was he saved you a game by catching uh, a touchdown with with fifty or, or forty or, or, or forty or thirty yards. Uh, he had the one huge game uh, where he, he he blew up, but then other than that, there were not the masses. Of, and I'm in all the leagues with hundred yard bonuses and the bonuses for the extra catches. He just didn't give you any seven, eight catch games for 125 yards and, and a score. But know? also, very few wide receivers did that. This season. Well, that's true. Like, we're looking at number of 100-yard games overall in a season by the wide receiver position. It was way down this year. So, we've got to, if we're comparing the context, the whole position was down, that he still finished as a top 10 wide receiver in a down year for himself. Right, but, but when you get to the person who's at the end of the rap, you said that's a great pick. And that's even, a guy who performed as a first-rounder should. How many sure. points did DeAndre Hopkins score? DeAndre Hopkins year? led the position in standard <laughs> leads with 214 points. And to be honest, he was, this is high for him. In actual drafts, he was going he was second, third. Yeah, he was going third round. Um, so Archer, obviously, he liked DeAndre Hopkins. Hopefully it paid off for him in his leagues. But, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins went for 213, like Stagg said, this year. Um, last year, DeAndre Hopkins was at one... Um, 19. Loading 119. He had less points than AJ Green did, 
despite playing in 16 games and AJ played in depth. Volatility so, at the position, and you'll see that with some other players. Wow. That's a good point. Uh, next for, year as well. That's great. So let's finish up. And on 51 more targets. Yeah. Let's, let's, you said? Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's finish up the wrap. Uh, so Stag Party Houdini Archer. So Melvin Gordon went. Then uh, Devonta Freeman. Um, I don't know why I'm looking all the way over at your screen. <laughs> <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Archer, Archer went back around, drafted Jordan Howard, who went full on Desbian, and then I doubled up with Jay Ajay. So, you know, looking at it at the time, it's not like any of these are crazy picks, things you shouldn't do. You know, Ajay was one of those guys who's a borderline first rounder uh, that, that I got back in the second. Uh, Dez was a guy we thought was a top five to seven wide receiver. So this is right in the range. And Jordan Howard, you know, probably the best pick of all three. And did you love Jordan Howard this year? Well, because you were going into it and saying, and this is a PPR draft, that you're not going to get a ton of PPR play out of Jordan Howard. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of it being... But touchdowns always matter, so... (laughs) Yeah, they do, but... Like, Jordan Howard was predictably a guy who was going to regress a little bit mm-hmm. because he was so efficient on his touches. Yeah. You know, we saw his yards per carry fall to a more normal, you know, pace for a, side, for a guy his size and, and what he's expected to do in the NFL. So, you know, it worked out. LASIK didn't work out. He didn't catch more passes. That narrative did not happen. Um but there's no one real crazy in that section. And who else are you going to elevate there? Are you going to elevate maybe a guy like Michael Thomas? Maybe, maybe that's well, a guy who should have been elevated. No, because you know this is the thing. When you when you look in this second round, and I, it's you're going to find that there are, again are more disappointments than than successes. And so what what happens is it's all about where where who who made the the, the, the safer picks because it's like look. All these picks made sense after that. You had Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton. Um, and Hilton actually performed we, a lot better than, than expected, especially without having an well, Andrew Luck. But we didn't, and we didn't know, know that, that. At, at that point in time. So a, a, a fine pick there. And then followed by Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray. Those guys didn't have stellar seasons, right? DeMarco Murray was probably one of the bigger busts in the league this season. For sure. Uh, he yeah. played every game, and when he played, he just wasn't putting up big numbers. He was putting up 45, 50, 60 rushing yards, you know, maybe 70 total yards, and a touchdown every other week. And it just you were still playing him because you probably didn't have tons of better options. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys that just clogs your lineup. He's the shit you need uh, drain all on. Like you gotta plunge it as soon as possible. So, but after those guys all went there, toward the back end of round two is where all of a sudden some players that really shined in fantasy this year. Uh, you had Michael Thomas followed by Todd Gurley, and then you had Doug Baldwin who who did not perform the way that everyone thought that he. And I, would but I never thought he should have been a second round pick. That's that's I, I would have yeah, never gone that high. Um, well, he's a third-round pick in a, in a uh, ten-team league, based on this. Yeah, I, I just can't believe though that it, it just it just shows you how down I was on Gurley, and it's not that I'm down on Gurley; I was just down on the Rams that I would take a Demarco Murray um, it, 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 over him by two picks, and you just 
you just look and you got to kind of kind of got to pinpoint some some teams that you think are going to falter back that aren't going to be as good and then you have to do the opposite and the invert of that and pick uh, some of your champions that you think wow this team wasn't that awesome last year but they're going to greatly improve for x y and z reasons I think offensive line obviously is a, a good reason. Uh, coaching in the case of um, uh, the, the Rams, and you got to just pick some of your champions that you think like, all right, it wasn't a playoff team, weren't great offense, blah blah. Uh, I, I'm I'm pinning my hopes on on them to be much better this year. Doesn't mean you're gonna be right, but I, I think that was a big downfall for me. It's like I kind of knew that I didn't think that the uh, Titans were going to be a great team or anything this year, where I did like them a lot two year, the year two years ago right. because I just thought that they were going to have a great running game with those, that offensive line. So I think this year, and just I'm talking to myself, is, is figuring out maybe we should talk on a show. It's like, who, like maybe at the team level, who are teams that have improved? Who are teams that are going to be better next year um, and kind of even make it less about even the players and the skilled guys in fantasy, but it's like everything else that can help uh, benefit and make the team score more, be on the field more for their offense, things like that. Well, I mean, think about it too, just in the sense of uh, the production, using that as an example. We had the, the move where uh, was not – Addressed as much by me as it was 100% addressed by Stag Party in the regression for Matt Ryan losing Shanahan. And, you know, look at the production that San Francisco was getting out of players even before Jimmy G was taking over there. You had, um, you know, C.J. Beathard that was giving some decent enough production. George Kittle started to make a name for himself. Marquise Goodwin started to make a name for himself. And then, uh, all of a sudden, when Jimmy G comes in, it just takes the whole thing to another level. But that's because you had the right coaches in place and in the right system. Yeah, but now you'll get this season going forward into 2018. There will be 18 new, 18 new Offensive coordinators in the NFL next year. Holy shit. Like, we're talking half the league plus more uh, are, are going to be running different systems on offense this year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting. A lot of these guys are retreads, head jobs elsewhere, and now they're being put with other guys. But then there's you know guys coming up from the college ranks like Mark Helfrich. Uh, to be offensive coordinators, and, and there's you know new systems being you know developed and implemented uh, for these young quarterbacks who are used to working in spread systems. I, I think what we also then when you think about that 18 new and you have a, you know it's, it's a lot of new head coaches uh, around this carousel as well that who are in good situations like where is is the head coach truly the leader of the ship there right. Like, anyone that was watching the Bears in preseason when Mark Trestman got named the head coach could tell that that was a lost, rudderless ship that didn't have any direction whatsoever. No, not in the first season. The first season, they were second in the league in points scored. Second in the league under Mark Trestman. Didn't he come? He came from From uh, CFL. CFL. I'm talking about as far as when you heard all the stuff that was just like when player things happened. That didn't happen until the second year. None of it happened to this Yeah, season? no, we did like Remember, we liked him and his daughter his first year. We were all kind of like, all right, let's see. We went out and got an interesting pick. We were all excited. The perception of Mark Trussman is jaded. Look back at the second or the first year mm-hmm. of his coaching staff where they were second in the league in points scored uh, behind like a, a giant 
I don't remember if it was a Packers team or a Saints team or probably the Patriots, let's face it. Uh, they were second in the league in points scored and then like fifth in yardage. Remember Brandon Marshall uh, and Alshon Jeffrey each had over 1,200 yards receiving. Uh, yeah. Can I uh, ask a dumb guy question here? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm tweeting. <laughs> I'm tweeting. You're there are going to be 18 new offense coordinators in the NFL don't, next season. Don't tweet that right now because I don't remember if it's right. I'm pretty sure. It is. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> don't tweet it. But would it be there is going to be or there are going? There to be? will be. There will be. Fuck's sake! I was 0 for two. <laughs> you're talking about okay, something that's going to happen. We just basically told our audience that our our information isn't isn't. I'm pretty sure, but I don't tweet shit until like eight checking times, okay. and I don't have time to do that. Okay, fine. Wait here. This is this is for what you did to him. I'm really sorry that I blocked your cock. <laughs> oh, I got a funny story. Um, so on New Year's, there's um. Uh, my buddy, I was over at my buddy's house and his sister was there. And the next day, he's like, "Yeah, dude, what's up? You should have." Uh, there was one, a couple cute single girls there. They were they weren't even that cute. I wasn't that fine. And my one of my ex girlfriends was there. Oh, but, let them be cute. Let them be cute. I was like, "Well, she was cute." Uh, <laughs> he's like, "How come we didn't get on any of the girls?" I'm like, "Yeah, because your your sister and this is a true story. Your sister kept cock blocking me." And he's like, he's like, wait, what? She she was going after the girls? I'm like, no, dumbass. She kept hitting on me all night. She's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, ask Andy. Your sister was all over both of us. We were making fun of it all night. Like, she went in one time for a kiss. I was like, Jesus, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But yeah, I was like, your sister cock blocked me. He's like, wait, what? He's thinking, ah, funny story. Um, all right, and no, I'm not sorry. Did you check that out yet, Stiggs? Okay, we're done. She had enough? Okay. If you want what else I had to do on that tweet that's not going to happen, I had to go spell, uh, figure out how to spell coordinator. <laughs> C-O-O-R-I-M. Miss the D. No, D. You got it wrong. We're sounding I can type spell, but I can't I can't spell... Like, uh, if I was in the spelling bee, do you I, still I do, do uh, the dragon? Remember when he used to do everything where he, and you still kind of do a text. Houdini, just so the audience knows up there, Houdini tells Siri to text. Oh, yeah. Write text. And do you still use the dragon system? No, when no, you're no, like no. bitch lap or something? No, no. But the the, it, the it, voice the voice the voice to text the voice to text is for email. two time two time bitch slap he's a, he's a two time sombrero wearer yeah, this year no doubt <laughs> I don't even want to write it I know you don't know. I know you don't know. someone someone tell me that thing will get out when it gets out and, yeah. and oh. bitch slap might might right, be a right first now, season and my a birthday season. it'll come out my birthday right now it's at sixteen. But uh, the official new offensive coordinator for the Patriots hasn't been hired yet. But so he's still got the job, so it's either 17 or 18. I like it. Um, all right, so we'll keep going. Fun stuff. And just so you know, we're going we're gonna to have a good time on the show. So we're <laughs> going to talk about the mocks, but we're going to have sidebar shite like we always do. Um, okay, so should, what, what, what are we talking? Are we going Michael Thomas and Gurley? Or are we Let's go to the third round. Okay, third round. Uh, mystery good looking. Had Gronkowski. And he had Rodgers before the... Oh, yeah, he took Rodgers in the turn and then Gronkowski. I remember when this happened. I liked that threesome there because 
in my opinion, he had the number one at the position across three positions. So if I can get the best running back and the best quarterback and then the best tight end, I feel pretty good that I should be able to build a pretty fucking good team from that point on. I, th- my problem with it is it, it leaves you so down at wide receiver if you don't get at least one in the first three picks. So you look at it and your top wide receiver is Golden State. But I agree, but I think he did a bad job picking wide receivers. I thought, I mean, imagine if he had taken uh, Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams. You know, it's just like... Keenan Allen was No, Keenan Allen went after Golden Tate and Larry Fitzgerald. Remember, Snake, right? Oh, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm wrong. Uh, Golden, you're right, I'm bad. Devontae Um, Adams, definitely. Devontae Adams, yeah. But... But we were down. We were more down on Devontae Adams because of t- touchdown regression. Right. And if you thought Jordy was still going to be good, and remember Martellus Bennett was another piece to that weapon that could steal red zone targets. Mm-hmm. So I thought he just drafted kind of bad at that position. But I think sure. there's some that he some. Well, that, his you're team, right. I, now looking at it, you're right. There, there, it definitely there's some fall off because so many so many wide receivers did go in the second. Now and look, third round. He, he his his rest of his wide receivers. The, the wide receivers of that team: Golden Tate, Julian Edelman, Calvin Benjamin, Kevin White, and Cole Beasley. So major fall off there. But again, he also had then waited on running backs. Now look at the hits that this team had: Mark Ingram, Theo Riddick, Derrick Henry, Robert Kelly. You know, so you know you getting those guys and Jack Doyle in the eleventh round. So, but hey, if that you Ingram were, in the sixth is enormous. Yeah, if the Ingram in the sixth, awesome pick. But if you would have went somewhere else besides Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, if you're building a team with two of the top guys at the position, then you should wait on quarterback because you have that advantage. You, I agree with that. you know you have a positional strength, so now you hammer that strength to where other people can't catch you. You never need to be going early on the quarterback. Not with as many guys as there are out there right now. It just it just doesn't doesn't matter. Even if Rodgers had stayed healthy, it wouldn't have been worth it. So it's just McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> a badass. It is badass. Really it's cool. Badass. Yeah. A lot of people have weird names nowadays. Chingy, Shakira, Rafe, Pax. We arrested a man lady. Who is legally named Fuck. I think he was Vietnamese was with a PH, but it's still pretty shocking to see on a license. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place in LA that, that does uh, um, pho, you know, like Yeah, pho. yeah. It's called Pho King. <laughs> 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 yeah, where are you going? I'm going to fucking. Um, okay, let's keep going. I'm gonna go get some tripe and some fucking. What do you think? Thinking about Gronkowski season this year, um, and the whole ad, you know, old argument of uh, is 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 Gronk? Yeah, is that a good pick there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, even a guy like Travis Kelsey would have been a good pick in the third round this year. Third round. That's the key, right? I mean, but I still think you know Gronk only played what. 13 games mm-hmm. in PPR he finished 10 points behind Travis Kelsey. He every time he plays he is an advantage over Kelsey. Yeah. And then Kelsey is an advantage over Ertz. And right. then Ertz is an advantage over the fucking field. So that's sort of how tiers work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Gronk's an absolute in play pick in the second round. Because right now 
he's functioning as that team's number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They're not using Brandon Cooks in that role. They're using Gronkowski and the running backs. Well, and, and even if you looked at it going into last year, yes, and Gronkowski is <clears throat> the ultimate red zone target on that team. Brandon Cooks is never going to be that guy that you're going to use as an advantage in the red zone. So, uh, and going forward, yeah, Gronk, again, just has that rare ability, and they, it is weird how he'll get used, too, because it's dominant as we saw, we, we have seen him be. Uh, Brady will always spread the ball around, but then all of a sudden it gets to about a four-minute stretch of offense where it's just gronk, 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 gronk. And in one drive, he's got five catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. And you're playing against him, and you just go, fuck! What do you think uh, Gronk is on, officially on for the Super Bowl? Uh, he's on the um, uh, injury list with a concussion. Um, should be fine to play in the Super Bowl, uh, right? Uh, we assume so. I mean, if it was, if they were playing this Sunday, I think it would be a big, a big issue. I think with the extra week, uh, he should be fine. You would hope. Did you think um, that was a cheap hit? Did that make you want to root for the Patriots more after you got hit? No, it wasn't cheap. Like, <laughs> it's just a hit. Like, why does everything have to be labeled as? Oh my God, that play was so dirty. You fucking hit him and like. It ended up being a little was, high. Was it Andre Waters underneath the helmet laying the hit? Oh, yeah. No. So I don't think it was dirty. <laughs> nice. Um, so that before, before, go look up some, some tape on that guy. That, that guy was, woof. Did you, uh, and remember Gronk's uh, dirt, Dirtiest Hit of the Year by Gronk, the one where the guy was on his stomach. Yeah, right. Uh, that guy was seriously <coughs> concussed for a couple weeks, I think. Uh, before we go on to the next player, um, do us a favor. Uh, help us keep the lights on by listening to a word from our sponsor. That yeah. advertisement is brought to you by Trains. <laughs> yes. Coming to you live in Chicago every three minutes. It's unbelievable how many trains there are around this fucking place. Um... All right, the next pick, Pops took uh, with his second, uh, third, his third pick, but it was the second pick of the third round, Demarius Thomas. Uh, then it went Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my God. My team's so bad. Um, what do you guys think about these? Anything? Sammy, obviously, it seemed like he went high, but I think this is be- this is before he got traded. Sammy didn't get traded until yeah. August 11th. Yeah. yeah, two weeks before the season. Was that was 11th? Okay. Was Cooks already traded at that point in time? I think he was. Yeah, Brandon Cooks was traded he, he was. at the draft. Or so, the draft. this was one of those ones where, again, you're looking at it and you're saying, I understand all these picks that were going. It was going to be a run on wide receivers for these guys, uh, especially... Uh, well, surprising that the Pyrolytics went for uh, a third wide receiver and and, uh, and pitched on the, the running backs, but Wheeler had taken Ezekiel and Todd Gurley, so he was desperate need uh, of, a, of a wide after, receiver. After Cooks, my first real questionable pick is Marshawn Lynch. In the third round, <laughs> it, it happens to be your pick. It happens to be the no, it's all good. I, I, I'm sucking. I'm not sticking up for myself. Marshawn Lynch, like, I never understood the appeal, especially in a PPR league. Like, his high seasons in Seattle, they were great, but it's not like uh, Latavius Murray had been a prolific pass catcher. We heard, 
you know, eventually we had heard that he was going to be limited uh, in touches. But I guess unless you thought a guy, you know, was going to come off a year off in the NFL at what thirty one or thirty two, and just suddenly be beast mode again and get two hundred and fifty carries and be himself, like there's lots of things that I'll say one thing. I'm, it was a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I did not have him on any of my real teams, so maybe this, I'm going to just maybe say what happened here. My mock made me not like this team, and that's one of the reasons why I take some and see if you like them, and you dabble, and you taste little flavors, and you see how you respond to them. And uh, definitely did not have Marshawn Lynch in any league, so I think maybe this team and the, the, the shit box that it was uh, maybe helped draw me away from them. Yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. it was PK Ripper with Jarvis Landry, which I guess ended up being a great pick. How many yards did he finish with? Under a thousand. Mm-hmm. By by bare, barely though. No, under a thousand. Not yeah, thirteen yards short of that. Uh, I'm well aware. I, I, I know exactly. How many catches? One hundred and twelve. Hundred and twelve for nine hundred and eighty-seven yards. How many touchdowns? Nine. And that's his. Nine. That's a lot. That's, for him. Yeah, that's he did well. In double that. his career. Average, yeah. uh, career high. Well, we'll hope that I made a trade in that in my 16 team league when he um, uh, 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 at the beginning of the year when Allen Robinson was hurt, and I realized I my team had some injuries, and I'm like, okay, I traded Jarvis Landry for Allen Robinson. Uh, um, do we like that? I, yeah, depends on where he lands. Imagine if he goes on 49. Depends where both of them land. Yeah, they're both free agents. I but still, the Robinson I think will have, will pick he'll pick a better team. I think he's gonna he's not gonna stay with Jacksonville. You think? I but I, neither is Jarvis Landry. It's already writing him a wallet. He's gone. Yeah, so. yeah. And he, I think Landry's worth what he wants as far as money. What he said he I wants. I mean, if Allen Robinson got the money to stay in Jacksonville with a team that got to the championship, do you think that he looks at it and goes? You know? I think he looks. I think he puts his eyes, you know, a little bit so further back than watching the ball under center, and he looks at Blake Bortles, and he's like, "Deuces." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. I mean, I, like, I get agree with that. Jimmy G. And, and, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G. would be a. They, that would be a sick team because they would still have Goodwin, still have Pierre Garcon, and then they would have him. Um, Good to see uh, FF today. Finally got rid of those uh, rip-off jerseys on their website. They're they're doing Google AdSense now instead of cheap knockoff a- Asian jerseys. Um, <laughs> all right. So did we Le- get did, Le- we, did we cover Leonard Fournette after Landry? I mean, I think Leonard Fournette was a good pick. Yep. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde after him was a good pick through the regular season. She had to bet in the playoffs. Uh, Alan. Ra- but Allen Robinson got injured. Would have been the third court, uh, third wide receiver on a team already with Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson. Hard to sort of argue with that at the time. But and the, to, to, to take your argument from so good looking team, Waz here, look at his running backs. So he took those three wide receivers, which I think is a much deeper position than the running back. And his, his running back crew is Isaiah Crowell, Tevin Coleman, Bilal Powell, Darren Sproles and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson actually. Chris Thompson was he, the best. He of, out. Yeah, best he, of the bunch. Seriously. Um, so Kevin Coleman, if you look it up, he probably finished a little higher than you think. He did have a couple games as the workhorse. Yeah. But early in the season, 
he wasn't a great start. Isaiah Crowell really never had a run where he was a great start. But at the time, you were evaluating the running back position, you're like, this guy is going to get 250 touches. He's going to get, you know, uh, 250 carries, maybe 50 receptions. But Duke Johnson was the guy who ended up, you know, really being there as the pass catcher. Um, which we like, sort of knew, but even Duke Johnson, how many weeks did you want to start him? No, you did. I feel like if they had not gone with the rookie Kaiser early, I feel like both those guys would have had a much better season. Much better. I think the Kaiser thing really fucked um, Isaiah Crowell. Um, yeah, he well, had more of a ball manager. And just they like, they had Cody Kessler. They, what, let him throw six passes this year, if that? They would have won one game if they started that, that guy. Instead. Well, you got to realize, too, but what's the idea? Are they trying to win games? Are they trying to figure out how we can actually win games on a consistent basis in the future? And they they keep screwing up on the quarterbacks, right? So I think the Browns did the smart thing. Do you think that Wait, the Browns are what going to fuck? Did you just say? Right, they, did. they got they got some serious pickage for this year. Do you think that they're not going to? Do you think that they're going to be stamp pat and go? We're we're, we're set with Deshaun Kaiser next year. No, I want to. I, I mean, they now know we don't need to worry about it. He's gone. Just bring in the next one. Imagine <laughs> what if they did this. If they were able to have that first overall and that fourth pick that they got for uh, Watson. Um, get Barkley on the fourth. That's what they're talking. No, what I think they should do is not is get Kirk Cousins. Throw that money, just say we're not drafting, and then you got the first overall pick to get the best player, and then you take one of those running backs for who you, you got two picks you with the two one and four, or, or yeah, or you can trade down even. Go get Cousins said he'd be fine to play with you, be like, go get Cousins fucking money. That's and then that's, you can just say, you can just say, all right, no, there's not one fan in the world that's a Browns fan that's gonna be pissed about them going. No, because then, then you have, then you would have Kirk Cousins. Flash Gordon, yeah, right. So already right there, I'm pretty happy. You got uh, Corey Coleman now. Who really has a better chance to develop at this point in time? Then right, working yeah. as the number two and having Kirk Cousins under center. Incredible and flash it's not last offense year. where he could move to the spot. Okay, and then you're going to have with that first and four, fourth pick, one of those picks is either going to be to protect Kirk Cousins, or the other one's going to be to give him a weapon, whether that be in a running game or in the, as a receiver. I don't think either would. Or you I'd trade spend out. Them both on defense. Yeah, and then but I'm a crazy and asshole. Then, and then just keep, then just keep Crowell and, and, and Duke Johnson saying, "All right, we're fine at running back. That wasn't no, our issue." You still do it in the second. You can get great picks you're in, the the middle in the third round, and you get you get good picks. Right, in the third you're, you're right. That's what I want to see round. them do because then they got like then they're building. Think about the, remember the first round last year was incredible. They had the first pick overall. They were still able to get Njoku, and they also got Peppers, who obviously didn't have. A and can we prove? Haven't we proven that they cannot pick a quarterback in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they can go pick back it. to Tim. Right Couch. now, they can't pick Tim a quarterback. Couch and every quarterback that they've taken since Tim Couch. I don't think they can pick a quarterback. I just got to look anyway. at the Bernie Kosar since they had a good quarterback they took. Why can't they pick a quarterback anyway? Like, what free agent have they brought in that's been a good quarterback? Like, they can't get a quarterback anyway. No but if Kirk Cousins says he's willing to play there, and they give him the farm, pay, give him the money, give him the farm. I, he, you got you got look, Kirk, less money tied up in your draft picks. Kirk Cousins. If they paid him $30 million, they would still have the second most cap space in the NFL. Like, behind the Colts, because they are not behind the Colts. Uh, behind the 49ers, ahead of the Colts. Uh, because they have $114 million in cap space. Because they have all first and second and third year players that are on the cheap contracts. So, sign him. Do it. Do it. Do it. 
Um, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, good pick. I Mar- had him in every team. He's Martavis Bryant. So that was an issue. Yeah. Like he's he's already the third uh, Steeler taken in this draft. Uh, issue one. He's the second Steeler wide receiver taken in this draft. Uh, and that's the first sort of uh, teammates that were taken in the draft. Like, if you're going to pick the wide receiver tandems you'd rather have over, you know, uh, Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant, I kind of think there's five or six, the Packers, you know, being one of them at, well, at this time. Well, you'd have to also go back at the idea of what everyone or what we thought Martavis Bryant had the potential to be. At this point, he was not a malcontent at that point in time. He was a guy that was there. And in the first uh, couple games of the year, if you remember, as I was at the game in, uh, against the Bears, Martavis should have had a 75 yard touchdown to start the game. And for whatever reason, it just, there was issues that were beyond the football field. He was rusty. That, well, and attitudes with yeah, yeah. Roethlisberger or whatever. And, and so, you know, and, and let me put it this way. Nobody thought Juju was going to be what Juju was because when we had all of my drafts of rookie drafts, half of my rookie drafts, he wasn't even picked. Yeah, so. mine too. <laughs> well, here's the thing I say. Even with that pick, as bad as it was, in hindsight, knowing that he was going to have a terrible season, be, there's really only, in the next two rounds, two guys that feel that much better than him. Yeah, right. um, and not it's not Alshon Jeffrey, because Alshon Jeffrey wasn't even... He didn't even really get going until uh, second half of the season. Keenan Allen, obviously, Devonta, and Devontae Adams. Like, I, I still, it, it was a risky pick. There's no question about it. I mean, it burned, blew up my face more than anyone ever. But also, scoring system. Me too. Know your league. <laughs> know your league, right? When's the last time a guy with less than 50 receptions, which could have been a reasonable projection for Martavis Bryant, finished? You know, as a top 30 wide receiver in PPR. Right, but at the same time... Is that know your league or no fantasy I understand. <laughs> I understand that, but know at the same league. time... Know if your you, rules, right? If you look at what he did with those 50 receptions, and if you pegged him to be a guy that was going to get those long touchdowns, if he got... It's a Deshaun, ja- ju- it's a Deshaun Jackson year. It's 51, 54 catches for 1,100 yards and 9 touchdowns or 8 touchdowns. You, He does that... Yeah, he's in a, he's fine in a PPR league. I like what you said. Ju- the juju really stole the guy's thunder. He had some. He had, he was uh, a grump. He had some issues, and it didn't look good. The eye test was like that. You're talking about one play in that Bears game, but there was a lot of plays where it was like balls that were like thrown, and like usually he felt like he'd just run under and keep going. He like was jumping late, and like he just didn't really. I don't know if his eyes were off. Spoiled or brat syndrome, okay. right? So he still thought he was all that, and that's where Juju comes in and works harder, and they start giving him the opportunity, and 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 then it, it you know was supposed to spur him on. And remember, every time that it was like, okay, well someone's going to be uh, AB is going to be out or whatever, you're going to get the uptick. You didn't get that much of an uptick. They didn't like him. Yeah, is he signed next year? He's he's not a free agent, right? Well, I think because of the suspension, he won't be a free agent. But they might consider making a deal. So you've got Juju. Why are you going to have this malcontent around? What are you going to get for him, though? Are you going to maybe get a fourth, fifth-round pick? All you, all you spent in the draft capital, so. Yep. 
Cool. Um, Tom Brady went to uh, Archer, and then Brady's uh, Archer's next pick was C.J. Anderson. Um, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. I think Archer's team is among the top in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you just look at the names now, you know he'll eventually come back. C.J. Anderson, you know, he wasn't the greatest running back, but you could have played him every week. He well, wouldn't have murdered you. Yeah, he would have had to because he had Jeremy Hill and Jalen Richard as his only other two running backs yeah. on the roster. So, but you have a receiving core of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Tyreek Hill, Jamison Crowder, uh, Macklin. That 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 Hill, that Hill and Hunter Henry didn't play good. He, he no, really, he, he had a little. Up he, had a, down. He, he had a, he had a pocket that he, he had was, about he had he had a. Two games around weeks five or six, and then he was silent until about weeks 11, 12, 13 or so, and then he started to pick up, and then he kind of hurt. Oh, no, then it was uh, no, it was actually it was more it was in the fantasy like, playoffs. It was in the fantasy playoffs. It was actually pretty strong until week 16. Am I wrong? No, I think he, he got hurt he got week hurt 13. Like, week yeah, 15. Week 15 was hurt. Okay. But yeah, he did have a nice like 10, 11, 10 through 14 or yeah, something. Yeah, three I'm or four game up, stretch but, where he. Yeah. Uh, after that, you know, after C.J. Anderson, Christian McCaffrey came off the board in PPR. It looks like a very valuable pick. Then everybody sort of busts the ball, busts on the season. Terrell Pryor. Hold on, I want to do one thing uh, to, while we're talking about McCaffrey. Uh, something that you called uh, new uh, new piece that came out. Um, Eighty-two interesting facts from the fantasy football season uh, by Tagliere on Fantasy Pros. Um, where's the thing about McCaffrey? McCaffrey was the worst uh, blocking back in the league this year, <laughs> uh, as you called. Okay, yeah. Number 48, Christian McCaffrey ranked as the worst running back in pass protection, allowing two sacks and ten pressures. And uh, Stag Party, uh, you definitely call that as the reason why it's going to be hard for him to be uh, an every-down back or a guy that you're running through the tackles too often. Just He's going to be a PPR guy, I think, his whole career. Yeah. You know what's interesting? It's like as you look through all these, it's like in every round, there's like three good picks. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Christian McCaffrey, one of the good picks. Carl Pryor, one of the bad ones. Holy uh, Christ. Just, one of the worst. Can I, can I put, pray the favorite? What were you thinking? I mean, round. I'm kidding. My, okay. no, my, I, my I thinking, liked him. My thinking here. was. I can't believe it. Remember, <laughs> my team right now sits at Melvin Gordon, J.H.I., Travis Kelsey. What do I not have? A wide receiver with at all. So what do I try to get? A wide receiver with wide receiver one upside. A guy who can catch, you know, 75 passes for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Very few even guys that have that potential left. And with all the shit trash talking he was doing about Derek Carr, you knew there was no way he was going to take Crabtree. Yeah. So I got a question. What happened with Pryor, you think, this year? And that's another guy that I've read might be going back to Cleveland. Yeah. Well, I, I think Cleveland will take him back because Hugh loves him. See, he's like a guy that like the Bears should go after just as like it'll cost you nothing as an investment. Banged up. He's another guy who was banged up during training that's camp. That's why I mean it won't cost you Switch, anything. Switching teams that eventually you know got shut down for the season. So if we hear about you know free agents not really out on the practice field. You know, during their mini camps and during you know uh, summer uh, summer camps, 
It's a guy I'm probably just going to stay away from. But he's a guy that is a free agent, unrestricted, and he's... he's I think he's knows he's down. I think he thought he was going to... He bet, he bet on, himself. on himself for the second year in a row. Yeah, so now he he's going to bet on himself again, because what else does he have? You th- I think I think he'd rather go grab a four- or five-year deal at 35, what? At 35 million. I don't know. I don't know. You think anybody's giving him that? No one's giving him that. You, I'd that's fucking not a piss, lot. I'd piss on my grave before you give that's why I said if I'm the 35 bitch, million. I go after him and, and sign him for a one year. What, you He's getting a one year five, five million. million. Five million, yeah. That's the type of deal he's right. going to get. I, maybe I was thinking five year, 35 million. No way. No, no chance. Way. No What's way. Devontae's deal? Four years, 60? 68? Four years, 68? Okay, so I'm talking about like, he's four years, 68, and that's what. Uh, no, four or five years, thirty-five. No, because there are because probably then at least, there's at least eighteen there. teams out there that probably figure they're not going to get more than even one year on a Terrell prior. So they're not going to dump guaranteed what out of thirty-five million. You're going to guarantee them twenty-two million or twenty million. You know that that's the one thing you're able to. They're able to make keep the guarantee low on the contracts. Say all right, we'll sign you for long term, but basically it's a year to year. I don't know. Okay, I'm, hey, I, I think he's got. A, I think he's got a career, but may, may, I, I don't think. I think you're right. Probably no one would give it to him. But I was kind of thinking, whatever. He he, he bet himself and lost. Uh, where another guy later on in the round, Alshon Jeffrey bet on himself and got his seven, seventy million, seventy two million dollar deal, and it's looked great. Um, so let's go to the next guy, Isaiah Crowell. Talked about him. So, okay, Crabtree. Crabtree, again, disappointment there. Then you had Jordan. Started off strong. Started and after strong. That, yeah. After that, wheels just, just fell off. You know, same well, thing. once he got his necklace snatched up again, it was done for him. <laughs> stole his fucking soul. <laughs> Speaking of which, Jordan Reed, someone stole his soul. Like, what uh, happened to him? Jordan Reed, how do you feel about him going in the future? Cause, I'm done with him. Like, you can't draft the guy. You can't you draft the guy. But, well, you can. You just, you just won't draft him until the fourteenth or thirteenth yeah. round. It, it, he will but no then, longer be anyone that you're going to invest any quality. But then in. somebody's always going to be willing to spend more than that, right? Well, and let him. That's one. That's one of those. But ones. it also looks like Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be the quarterback there anymore. So now we got to see how. What's it going to be for them? Are they going to go with you know Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm here. I'm, they're gonna grab a rookie. They're gonna grab like the dude from Oklahoma, um, Baker. 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 Baker, 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 Baker Mayfield better be going by the time the Redskins pick. He's the best quarterback in the draft. But the they're record. talking. They're talking that he's well, not gonna yeah, go. I've been reading a lot of good stuff. That he goes what is the yeah, third or fourth quarterback taken? Because I've heard after it goes, uh, was it you? Don't start with the Josh Allen shit right now. Not in the mood. <laughs> that's what they're talking. Hey, I understand. He played in Iowa. We made him look completely normal. So normal. You made normal. him look like fucking trash. Did we you ended ever, the you made him look like Christian Hackenberg after one, State. after one game. If you guys want, uh, if you guys are ever bored, um, just go to any article or anything about Mel Kiper and his picks and his draft board. Anything uh, on ESPN. The comment boards on anything Mel Kiper. Are gold. It, people hate this guy so much. People will pull out the most crazy stats on him, and, and oh my God, he just gets 
absolutely slain. And then last week, what did he say? Uh, stats, stats are for dummies. And, <laughs> and you know the fantasy football and football industry. that All these stat studs and people that love it so much. I just fucking everybody hates Mel Kuyper. I love it. Alright, so, so after Jordan Reed and he had back-to-back ex-Bears going in different directions here, you got Greg Olson and Elshon Jeffrey. Now, where are you thinking about these guys for next year? Because Alshon, he's now staying, right? He's, he's oh, signed yeah. long term, so he's got his quarterback in Wentz, and he's he's, he's hitching his wagon there. Well, Olsen, Wentz is also going to be an interesting guy in his own right because he's going to be that second year player going to his third year rehabbing an ACL injury, and when these guys go, we've seen Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. Uh, both of those guys struggled in their third year coming off of injuries or third, fourth years. So these young quarterbacks who take a whole offseason off, they're rusty and they're not as good, but I do think Alshon's going to be right around the same range, the fourth, fifth, uh, wide receiver 18 to 20 for me probably. See, to me, though, I also think that they have, they're doing a better job of being able to potentially protect Wentz from the injury. and They didn't do it... Uh, be after the injury happened, it just happens to be the luck of getting JHI there. You know, having him to be there in the offseason and have him next year with that stability, with the emergence of what you also got out of Nelson Aguilar, having Zach Ertz there, you have all the makings of a really good offensive team and a team where Wentz doesn't necessarily have to make so much happen via magic because now what they should be doing in, in this offseason is really focusing on building the offensive line to protect him. Well, we'll see if that happens, but... What what you like about Alshon is, you know, uh, among the guys ranked a little bit lower, among among the guys who aren't, you know, top ten options, among, like, the wide receiver twos, is he consistently sees eight or so targets a game. So you're going to have that safety. Pyrolytics snatched up, you know, Keenan Allen. That's his fourth receiver who he couldn't start, but whatever, it's none of my business. See, that, that would be a great... Draft start in my league where you can start you start three wide receivers and a flex, yeah. which I encourage team players that uh, everyone that are in leagues forget this stupid two wide receiver and a flex. It just devalues the wide receiver position. It's a lot more fun and would you have to start three and that extra flex because now that extra flex is truly either going to be uh, and every week amongst all your teams in the league. It will not be all running backs. It will not be all. It'll be a mixture of running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I like the option also in leagues where you can do run and shoot. I know people are against it, but I like being able to do four wide receivers one and running one back. running back. Fuck it, leagues, leagues out there do it. What, you know, fantasy football started when you used to have two running backs and make it mirror the game itself a little bit more. But let's let's look at, let's look at Pyrolytics team though. The reason why his Team ended up being a lot better is because he drafted that fourth wide receiver in Keenan Allen. I mean, he would have been fine with the top three. Right, but but then you look at the running backs. Uh, he got Amir, lucky with Amir Abdullah, Mike Gillisley, you know, Kareem Hunt, great pick. But look, that's also before <laughs> that's before Spencer Ware and injuries. So right. Then there's Matt Forte, James White, Joe Williams, Devontae Booker. <laughs> like your second running back on most week is going to be, I guess, James White. Like, 
Who's Fine. Joe? Who's Joe Williams again? What team is he? The San Francisco running back, right? The oh, guy yeah. that Shanahan yeah, yeah, yeah. pounded the table for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now his uh, team also, but he got lucky on his late picks, though. He was he was the guy that took Carson Wentz late. So he no, he took Carson White Wentz late in every single draft. So I'm not gonna say he got lucky there. Okay, that was the only quarterback he ever drafted. He, is he a Eagles fan? No, he's a Rams fan that wanted. The Rams to take Carson Wentz. Uh, you could read that in his Twitter bio. I'm sure. I'm sure I can. And then get trolled. <laughs> Linux. Um, okay, let's go on to Wheeler, Larry Fitzgerald. Great pick. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, the pops. Just a, what a disappointment yeah. he was, huh? Yeah. So what, let's talk about him going forward. Is Mixon a guy that you think can uh, be? Mixon's a guy that you hope that they put a couple. They spend three of their seven or three of their eight picks, whatever they may have, in offensive line. They've got to get new bodies in there just because these guys have been around, and it's fucking stagnant. Uh, They've got to get somebody else in there, but he showed things at the end of the season. They figured out a couple ways to use them. Let's remember they also made a coordinator change. I don't know. Who the fuck did Cincinnati bring in, though? This is a damn good question I need to answer for myself. Yeah, answer it up. Um, well, while you're looking that up, what we'll do is um, we will uh, take a... Bill Lazor, who was their quarterback. Lazor! Uh, he got brought in mid-season. That's why they... Oh, okay. I, I always thought you would change. I could have told you that one. I thought you would change. I thought they got rid of him again. Okay. Uh, Lazor came in. They, they kept him. I'm surprised they kept the coach, but, you know, fuck it. They kept everybody. I know. They kept Marvin Lewis again. Marvin so, Lewis got it. Got it's got to be his last year, but I feel like we've been saying that for the last... Didn't he sign for two years? years? Uh, that yeah. doesn't matter. He signed for two years. The contracts like that don't matter. Uh, I, I think it's a good time to be a, a coach uh, in, in not getting fired in, in the state of Ohio. It must be something in their water, because Hugh Jackson's coming back for another year as well. Well, Verde! Might also get some... This is your fault. You gotta fucking take care of this. No, look, I am not fixing your mistakes again, okay? Fuck that. Well, I don't want to eat shit can. I have enough like this job. I like this job too. I get free haircuts. I'm even taking the full can. Okay. <laughs> free, free haircuts. I love I was. I watched Serpico with uh, Al Pacino the other day. Um, and it's funny. He's he obviously. Have you seen that movie? It's, it's fun. He, I don't he, think it's a comedy. It's not a comedy, but it's funny. Like he was he was going around he just, and he, he went to a restaurant. and They got free food, and he was like, um, "Can I? I don't really like this. Can I ask what I want?" And the other cops like, "It's free. Just eat." He's like, "Well, can I pay and get what I want?" <laughs> <laughs> did you no. watch it with Daisy? And uh, did you both regale yes. the fact that he has a sheepdog I in that movie? I certainly did, and I did not know that. And I was oh, like, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. I didn't, like I when know, I first like, saw her, the, the, when I met you, I was I, like, I, "That was one of the first things I was like, oh, it's Serpico." I was, I was trying to remember who did say that to me, but I remember okay, it was you because you, I definitely I was like. Oh, someone has told me that. But yeah, I was like, oh, he's got a big day. Old English. Um, all right. Keep going. Stag party. Hit it. Tate Edelman. At the time, PPR League, especially when you don't have a wide receiver, nothing wrong with that. Pops following it up with the Drew Brees pick. In the fifth round, I think that's when you could strike on that second tier of quarterbacks. Um, if Drew Brees played anything like he'd ever have. Like I mean, had, even if you just have gold. But what did he? Th- How many three hundred yard games did he throw this year? I think it was like two. three or two. 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 In the beginning two. Of- he he had on average over like the last five years at least ten, if not eleven. So you figure, okay, normal attrition. Maybe he only throws five or six this year. He yeah, didn't do it. 
they they protect protect protected him in a big way with that run game. Sure he three on the season, three, three, and one of them was in. Oh no, sorry, no, one of them was in the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I was uh, as a guy who owned him. I was watching that playoff game in my league where he goes. I'm like, are you kidding me? In that first round of the uh, week of the playoffs. I would have had Drew Brees, uh, Matt Bryant, who had five field goals at 22 points in my league. It was like, I had Alvin Kamara. It was like, I was just going to, it was going to be a rollover. Brees, yeah. He only had one game of three touchdowns. Right. It was horrible. He, it was unbreezed. That's another thing he used to do all the time. He should throw those. All right. Um, he was guaranteed for 40 touchdowns. How many touchdowns did he throw? 30? Did he throw, even throw 30? No. No. 26? Let me go back. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. He had... 23 touchdowns. 23? Oh. Crazy. Um, all right. Devontae Adams, obviously a great pick. Um, he he was great. Uh, Amir Abdullah, we talked about it, I think, on episode 300. Maybe it was another show. But he's pretty much dead to everyone. Don't expect him ever to come back to life. Now remember, uh, my prediction is that the team that wanted him in the draft, he'll end up backing up David yeah, Johnson. You're right. That's a good call. I agree with that. Um, Jimmy Graham, to me, probably still pretty high, but in all things considered, a touchdown pennant, but he ended up having, you look at the season week to week, and it wasn't a great time, but he ended up being a top five guy, right? Yep. And it, a little bit different in PPR leagues. Uh, louder than normal, I swear to God. Could be. He was a top seven guy in PPR leagues. He just didn't catch a ton of passes this year. He struggled with the drops. Uh, his yards per catch was at a career low, but he did find the end zone ten times. So that that's something you've got to like a little bit. Um, you know, moving past him. Yeah, I should change my scoring on this to PPR. But this was uh, this is this is again. Who are the great picks in this round? You have like Ty Montgomery was the next pick. No, no, Andrew Luck. Andrew no. Luck, who Dal- Dalvin Cook was a great, great. pick if he had stayed healthy. Oh yep. my God! Tevin now, let's talk, let's talk about Cook for next year, right? Because you have now where they know how dynamic he is. I don't think that anything that Latavius Murray did is going to inhibit him from becoming the the starter once again as soon as he. Comes I mean, back. Latavius Murray was a very good player for them, right? So I don't think he's suddenly going to completely disappear. But a guy who could completely disappear is Jarek McKinnon in free agency. Yeah, well, he's, he's so, leaving. So he, he leaves. Well, why would he want to stay? Yeah. I mean, he's made his living off of every year it was either Adrian Peterson getting hurt or then it was Delvin Cook. He's like, that's always how he got his touches. But Sag, you even posted something on Twitter the other day about talking about after he said he wants to be the main feature back. It's just like... That's satellite back work. plus. Yeah, satellite back plus. That's like he's going to be Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, maybe. Like you've got to use him in that way. You got to use him on the outside. So he can't be the guy you're depending on. But hey, if you want to say he's your starting running back and that makes him feel fucking special, good for him. Pat him on the question? head. Give him a participation trophy along with his sixteen million dollars. Can I ask you a question? What does satellite plus mean? What is satellite back like? Define. So satellite is that- back is like a. Back who works best in space. So Satellite Plus is uh, a guy who works best in sp- uh, space, plus who a few more touches. Who came oh, I thought you were say plus a few more pounds. <laughs> who, who came up with that? I, you get it? Satellite, space. I like This is really smart stuff. Do you know where the, who's the originator of that? I don't know who coined the phrase. No. Is it a fantasy guy or is it an old football term? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so, but is Dalvin Cook... 
to you a late second round pick? The thing pick? is, that's uh, where he's going. I think he's the third round pick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his ACL was early enough. Uh, you know, that offense should be good. But here's the thing. Well, They're losing was, Sherwood. Was we have no idea who the fucking quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Rumor is they might go back to Teddy Bridgewater in 2018. Did Teddy Bridgewater run any exciting offenses no. for you in fucking Minnesota? No. Who's their offensive coordinator? They well, they, they, we don't know. Maybe that's that the 18th. The, yeah, that was not the one that he said that wasn't filled. He said uh, Green Bay. So maybe that's the 18th because I don't think they've... Because as Sherman even said, he, I, I've heard that he's taking the job. Yeah, Sherman official. is officially oh, the head coach. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sherman. Shermanator. You got a Shermanator uh, super bad quote? Okay, let's talk about what the, what's the movie, what's the music, and what's your beer? Oh, so... Uh, Movie is super bad. I'm just doing the cops though. Okay. So it's just the cops. Just the cops, man. Uh, the beer is the old classic Stone IPA. They claim that they were the original um, IP. One West of the Coast IPA. Companies, the West Coast. They, they, and the, if it, as far as I know, of, I think they were. It's so. one of the oldest ones for sure. And uh, the music was is Frank Zappa. So we opened up with Peaches and Regalia. You know, <laughs> we're gonna close though with the real Frank Zappa treat. Broken hearts are for assholes. <laughs> I heard that was the theme song in the new XFL. <laughs> oh my god, we need to talk about that for a little bit. I personally, am my Valverde um, today, um, I've got two of them. I got a four pack of an organic beer company, a new brewery out of Chicago here called LeGros. And I'm drinking a Citra Blonde Ale. To be honest, it's pretty mediocre. Um, the other one I've got... Does it, it make you Le Gros? No. <laughs> it makes me Le... No. Bored. Um, it's not that great. But my next one is uh, Beagle. Is that the name of the brewery? No, Chicago Brewery. Beagle, I think it is. Um, the, is it the Regal Beagle? Big Beagle. I'm not, I don't have it sitting here. But I, uh, I, I had one a couple days ago that was the uh, Blonde Ale, which was terrific. Really, really good. It's got some honey in it. And today I got a thing called Hopalicious or something. Hopamongus. Uh, so that's what I'm drinking. Um, good times. I walk back from work and I walk by both the Mariano's and the Whole Foods. Both of which have unbelievable, we like to shop local beer selections. And in all honesty, with all the amazing beers that are out now, beer prices are coming down. Yeah, you know beer, what? Kind beer prices that I, the shit I used to spend 13, 14 bucks, four packs, even like a yeah. lot of the locals, like four packs used to be like 12, 13 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I, I just don't like buying a 12, 13 dollar four pack. Now they're like nine, 10 bucks. Right, well, or, the, or the ones that I, I would buy, the high, the high, uh, high alcohol content uh, Imperial Stouts. Four pack used to cost me uh, 10 bucks. Now I'm getting a six pack for the 10 exactly. bucks. Exactly. Beer prices, because there's so many breweries out there and a lot of them are canning, it, the beer prices are coming out, which is great. Um, here's the beer. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't do, do that. that. We can't do that. Oh man. Um, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just want to pull over. Maybe we can just go lay in a field and then you guys close your eyes and I'll walk. No, I mean that sounds nice, but years since the ladies touched me. Um, just ask you a question. Sure. As a as a professional, someone who's in the business. When I'm making whoopee uh, with my wife, what do I do with my free hand? No, I, one of them is is stimulating, uh, but I have this one that's just like kind of just, you know. Well, nothing. if you're being romantic, you can uh -huh. just put it in her hair, and if you guys are just having sex, you can put it in her butt. Put it in the ass. Okay. She's good. Okay. Now let me ask you, what the fuck is that from? Uh, confessions of a hooker in the backseat of their car, apparently. That's not from Superman? That sounds like the girl that hilarious woman. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Wig. Yeah, but I don't remember that. Maybe it was an outtake. Uh, my beer, by the way, I totally botched it. It's Beagle and uh, Brewing. And it's so called, it is Beagle. Yeah, Hop Hazardly. Hop Hazardly. American Indian Pale Ale. Why don't you just call it American Pale Ale? Can't be American and Indian. But, debatable. <laughs> But you got a new wife now, so... Yeah. Yeah! And uh, she is wonderful. Wonderful. You'll meet her. You know what? I bet I know your trick, McLovin. You play in the hole in the stoop. Oh, no, you didn't. Armed and dangerous man in the I bet you play the whole mysterious guy thing, right? <laughs> McLovin. Uh, all right, what do you got, Stags? Get us back on track here. Uh, so, <laughs> then, uh, a couple of the next picks, you know, after Dalvin Cook, it's Tevin Coleman, probably a good pick, Emmanuel Sanders, who just really never worked out this season, Pierre Garçon, pretty good except for scoring touchdowns, unfortunately, before getting injured, Jameson Crowder, Tyreek Hill, probably one of the fire picks, yeah. Spencer Ware, Stephon Archer, Diggs. Archer, fire pick. Stephon Diggs right there, that's another, you know, Stephon Diggs was pretty fucking good this season. Yeah. And especially when he's in there, when he's out, unfortunately, which he seems to be two to three times a season, he seems to be a guy who suffers one of those soft tissue injuries, but can sort of battle through it, but he's not as good when they're really affecting him. Yeah. First, first two weeks of the season, he helped you get off to a hot start. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of slowed and down that, a little bit. And basically won week one. At the end, too. Yeah. That's what you need him. So, now let's look at the, 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 the trash heap that was drafted after Stephon Diggs. Listen to this, this lineup. Willie Sneed, Tyler Eifert, Dante Moncrief, LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Davis, Mike Gillisley, Eddie Lacy, Danny Woodhead. Then Mark Ingram to finish off. I just wanted to stop at the trash, though. <laughs> to finish off the sixth round, though. Look at that run of just garbage. Yeah, the best pick there, LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, of that, yeah. I would... Corey, yeah. Corey Davis, week 17. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even week 17, it was the that playoffs. That was the playoffs. Fuck, that's right. <laughs> it sucked, God. You text us, should, I, should we buy into Corey Davis for next year? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. Pretty sure start, that's a joke. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin started off the seventh round. You know, the trade sort of zapped his value midseason going from one team 
that really didn't throw the ball a lot to another team that didn't complete the ball a lot. So that, that's fun. Um, Cam Meredith got injured in training camp. Russell Wilson. There, there is going to be these guys that we mentioned here that did get injured in training camp that sort of came off the board in this round, and Cam Newton, uh, Quincy Inunua, uh, a couple guys along those lines. That Just understand that we are doing this draft after the NFL uh, draft had completed. But also, these are young players. Yeah, they'll get With back. upside, you know, especially when Robbie Anderson's fucking saying he's going to nut in some cop's eye. Like, cop's, cop's wife's eye. True. Good point. <laughs> so was that the confession that they were asking yeah, about? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was... Well, we just heard that stag party. You're right. It wasn't super bad. Kristen Wiig there. It was Robbie that. Anderson. Should have saved that one. <laughs> Robbie Anderson talking <laughs> in the backseat. How about you guys just let me in the fields? And Stags, you did you just around. do a, a Donald Trump drinking water routine there? Did you just two-hand? Two-handed? You need to double down. Keep keep it. Back. I don't think I was two handing it. I thought I was holding back the. Oh, but it, it, it had the effect of the two hands. But if the, that makes you feel the, better, and then the crinkle as it was going back down. So. If that makes you feel better, man. Hey, anything, any calling anybody Donald Trump makes us feel. It's, it's, it's funny. Does it though? No, it doesn't. It's hurtful. <laughs> I'm waiting for my paycheck to go up though. I mean, hey. Tax break's coming in February. It's supposed to be a nice one. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Russell Wilson, <laughs> number one overall quarterback in fantasy football, was the one, two, three, four, fifth quarterback off the board. And that's in the seventh round. Wheeler, right now, just so, I'm just playing along. So good looking, Wheeler and Archer have, uh, have the squads, in my opinion. I don't think so good looking is even in there. So good looking. No, Wheeler's there. Why wouldn't you not think that so good looking's there? He's got Gronk, Bell, and Ingram. He's got no quarterback. Yeah, he, well, he, he, pick, got he picks up Case Keenum in week two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Fine. If you're going to count it, I, I guess I'm not even really. Okay, let's move on. Um, uh, by the way. So, but, but that is an interesting thing, though. Going back to. The guys that, that were hurt, that look at a guy like Quincy and Newman, right? Here's a player that was, he was, well, I think he was originally a tight end or he was a fullback, and then they, they kind of just like created different positions for him. He, he was making all kinds of plays. There was really going to be nobody standing in his way as he was coming into this year, but now you have the emergence of Robbie Anderson uh, shooting the eye, and you have. Um, not in the eye, excuse not, you. Not, yeah, not in the eye. Uh, <laughs> And uh, what Jermaine Curse, I guess, was okay, but I mean, you know what you have in Jermaine Curse. He sucks. What is, but what is the viability with what the quarterback situation is going to be in New York next year? How good do you feel? Because like Anunua, he was being drafted this high because everybody else was still an unknown. Now we have a little, little bit more knowns and, and better feelings about what they have there. One thing I will say, I thought that Quincy, Quincy was a good pick while we were doing this here, but it's PK Ripper, the Jets homer. Okay, so he was reaching. <laughs> it was a little bit. I'm not saying that because I still didn't. He I, was didn't still think it was, I didn't think it was a bad pick, but it was a few rounds early. Early, yeah. It was a little early. Uh, PK Ripper was was was. But he's a guy that I'll bet you most people just forget about going into next. Oh, I like draft. that. I like yeah. the new one. The question is hands catcher, offense, like offensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, fired John Morton for reasons unbeknownst to me. You know, Josh McCown could couldn't be back next year. 
Uh, at quarterback, then you're looking at the run game. This is an offense that could be having a total sort of rework. And, and that's the scary part. Aren't they gonna? I mean, this is a team that's gotta have a draft quarterback, isn't it? You'd think so, but gotta be thinking that. Or free agents. They they sort of overachieved this year, and it's not putting them in a great spot. Right. To go out and draft a quarterback, like we're talking about, the Redskins might need one to replace Kirk Cousins. The Jets are in a very similar position Honestly, when there's four quarterbacks that could come off in the first six picks. Although, if rumors are true. Although, from what I've been hearing from experts. It's not that particularly strong of a group of quarterbacks. There's not as much, you know, I'm just like, where we've had a, a more of a belief at least where it was like Mariota and Winston are the number one, number two, or it's Wentz and it's Goff, these are the guys. Um, there's a lot of just talk from I'm hearing that next year has a much better class than what you're going to get. Next year always has the better class. I know, class. I know. <laughs> I like it. I like but let's it. let's let's see what happens because we've seen it before though where we've had like six quarterbacks taken in the first round. If we remember back with Cade McNown with the Bears, that was the Achilles Smith year, and uh, Dante Culpepper ended up being like the only good quarterback out of all those guys that was taken. So, Cade. Um, next pick heartbeat was Adrian Peterson. Um, he had uh, like all time terrible season this year. Stag party. Was your, he was he draft. still a Viking at this point in time? No, he was a Saint. He was a Saint at this point in time. Okay, I, I believe so. Yeah. Matt Ryan uh, got gets picked. Um, oh yeah, because Delvin Cook was a uh, pick so high. Bilal Powell uh, was. Then we got Stag Party going to Frank Gore. Um, oh, reliable. Oh, reliable. Where's he next year? Back in San Francisco to finish out his career. Maybe. That's not a bad call. Um, Derek, Derek Carr for Dini. And then uh, Jeremy Macklin. I think we can keep going here a little bit until there's something to talk about. Unless Hunter guys... Henry, we discussed. Paul Perkins. I've taken that one over the head many times. Yes. Paul he's Perkins. Dead. He, he's dead. Here. I, yeah, he's dead. Paul Perkins is just dead. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he's still alive. Like, <laughs> The good thing was that I covered my ass when in another league where I had drafted him. I drafted Wayne Goldman so in my uh, in a keeper league. So I don't know how, well, that, I don't know how good that's going to be either. Well, let's talk about him there then. Obviously, you know, if you've got um, new, new situations and new coaching staff. I think Goldman's going to be a piece of it, but also, like we talked about, Jarek McKinnon. Follow Shermer. Yeah. You know, you know you're successful in this offense. He knows how to use you. They're gonna have a guy. They're gonna have need for a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield because they're probably just gonna cut Shane Vereen's dead weight. Uh, I I bet Darkwa also leaves somewhere else as a free agent. So then you're looking at Wayne Gallman and Jarek McKinnon and adding a piece in the draft, or you know Paul Perkins is a is a backup, 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 back. But that, that's yeah, it. Sure. I, I think that's but. Gallman could have a chance to be one of those sleeper players because, you know, with 20, 30 snaps, he's a guy who can run in between the tackles, he's big, can score touchdowns, but he's also versatile enough as a pass blocker and receiver that, yeah. he, that he can sort of do all the things you want in, you know, a Shermer-style, probably West Coast spread blend. And it's one of those things, too, maybe you look at it and you say, well, if, if McKinnon does follow him over there, that that's potentially a bad thing for Goldman, but it actually can be potentially a good thing for Goldman uh, if McKinnon helps him to be able to learn that offense more uh, at a more rapid pace, in which case then uh, the advantage that McKinnon has on him early goes away. 
Then we get into some old wide receivers, Mike Wallace, Eric Decker, Martellus Bennett, Deshaun Jackson, Kirk Cousins, uh, Samaje P. Ryan. All right, so let's stop at Samaje P. Ryan. Had some good weeks, had some bad weeks. Like, when he was the starter, he just wasn't picking up chunk plays. But also, some of those times, that offensive line was five new starters in front of him. There's no doubt. starters, so. And he was, a lot of times, you know, watching games, you know, getting hit in the backfield, too, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was not really pretty. So, what are your thoughts on, I mean, where are we with, is, um, what's Chris Thompson's situation? You know, it's he. He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, and he was, like, ultra great. Right. So, you know like, that. You're repeatedly efficient, just like Alvin Kamara. So again, we still don't know what the awesome huge plays. I think this is the one thing. Okay, where I'm looking at if you're if you're a person who wants Samaje P. Ryan to be good, right? If you're like, I think he gets the chance next year, just because of the simple fact that you don't have a quarterback right now. So what are you going to do about a quarterback? Are you going to go ahead? Are you going to just reinvest and draft another uh, early running back again this year, or? You have holes in other positions that you... That but you Rob Kelly's also going to be there and healthy in theory. So, so Okay, so that's what I'm saying. There's competition that's already there. There's not going to be new competition that you're bringing in. Yeah, I agree. You, gotta, you have to bring it in uh, positions to fill other holes that they have on their offense. What does that really mean for P. Ryan? I don't, I don't know. You know, I think at least he Too has soon a, to tell. a potential upside because he's young, but he also has the potential that after four games they go... We're done with you, kid. See you later, and, and and you know, no more snaps. Yeah, we've seen that. Well, was he a second rounder? Third, third, I think. Third, the third round pick. Yeah. I looked that up. Um, okay. Matt Forte went off the board. Doug Martin. Uh, Doug Martin's another guy whose role could change majorly. I don't even know if he's back on, on the Bucks next year, especially when the coach is out there throwing him under the bus, uh, sort of for his performance. Under Jerome Bettis. You know, talking about. <laughs> No, he's the reason we couldn't get a run game going this year. Follow all the law. Then John Brown, Theo Riddick, you know, PPR floor. Derek Henry, towards the end of it, towards the end of it, really started getting it going. Uh, He's a guy who could be a potential top 12 running back next year if they cut DeMarco Murray, which is expected. So he's the guy who's going to be I very think, highly drafted. And, and he will People be highly drafted because, again, what's the real last image you have of him? Was him rolling in the playoffs How about getting shut Kansas down City? by New England? But you don't want to remember that? <laughs> I know, because everyone's going, to, everyone's going to remember that New England kicked everyone out, everyone's butt. But what they're going to remember is that Kansas City was supposed to kick Tennessee's butt and Derrick Henry destroyed I think Derek. People love that that huge body that Herschel Walker, uh, uh, Nigerian night. He's just a freak. When you look at him on a huge team, their offensive line is enormous. And when he comes up to the huddle, Stags, you missing something down there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, rearrangement. Um, but when he walks to the huddle, dude, he's the tallest, biggest guy. It's like standing next to huge friggin'. Like Lawan or whatever his name, the offense lineman. Um, 
But I, I brought this, we tweet a lot, on, or we uh, text a lot on the side while the games are going on, and obviously with only one game left, I'll miss that uh, in the offseason, uh, our texts uh, during games. But cry about it. Why <laughs> cry about it? Why, so he can beat them, saddlebags? Um, uh, but yeah, I, I was checking out a lot of my keep in my keeper league, uh, my big money league, I noticed that I got uh, Derrick Henry super late this year. And that was, I, I put out a few guys, and all both you guys are like, yeah, Derrick Henry, I think I'll take like a 13th rounder next year. I think I got him in the 15th round. Uh, you're like, yeah, I think Derrick, keep, uh, Derrick Henry in the 12th round or 13th round should be your keeper. And I was like, I wasn't even, literally, I wasn't even thinking about him and went through. I had already kind of earmarked. Who did I think I was going to do? I forget. But I already had someone. I was like, all right, I'm just locking. And then that came across. So another reason. Was that, start... that was one of us texted that? Yeah. Who do you think? You probably were freshly. It's got to be me. Hopefully it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was with you guys. Um, but, yeah, so that's always fired up. But another reason to start auditing your team now, if you're in keeper leagues, dynasty leagues and stuff, just so you kind of remember what you're supposed to be doing this offseason for next year. It's all about looking backwards a little bit right now while it's fresh tendrils and then uh, you know in a month or so after the Super Bowl it's what's happening in the preseason what's happening in the draft what's happening you know the NFL they got something new every uh, every minute uh, you guys did see that they are going to be announcing some new interesting stuff for Thursday Night Football so I think some of those uh, things that you had talked about on a number of shows about um, you know making sure that teams get like 7 to 10 days or whatever. I bet you that's what it's going to be. I hope so. Yeah, so keep going. Because if they do that, if you get the... Keep going, I'm going to start talking about XFL, my XFL when I lived in San Francisco and I had season tickets at Pac Bell. <laughs> you want, you want, okay, with the XFL starting, the, the best is on uh, midday shows here in Chicago on the score on the Parkins and Spiegel show. They had the idea for the XL XFL. What is that? Oh. No players under 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, I, can we do the, can we do the, the extra large XFL. We do the X, XS small. Um, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I was a season ticket holder the one XFL year. Me and my buddies, is a joke. We're like, let's just get season. They were nothing. It was like 140 bucks for the whole season. Did you wear, I, we did went, you wear a jersey I hate myself? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, we went to one game. And then we went to one game and we like laughed at halftime. We're like, this is a terrible. Um, but it was so cheap. But that league's all about. You, you saw already a couple of the rules, right? Yeah. Oh my god. You know, that league's all about what you think it would be about. Ooh, Siri's talking to you, buddy. Uh, six, get us back on this and uh, let's power through this a little bit. Um, uh, actually, before you do that, let's listen to this. Then you, so the ninth round came around. Derek Henry, Jonathan Stewart, Eric Ebron, Delaney Walker, Cam Newton. You know, getting those tight ends it, it valued Delaney Walker, and then getting Cam Newton. That's pretty good uh, drafting right there. That might be my best pick of the fucking draft right there. Yeah. Um, Cam, Cam Cam Newton waiting on that quarterback. You know, pays off no matter. What guy you sort of went with late, it probably paid off. And if you didn't, you ended up with a guy like Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr. You know, you were able to pivot off it quickly enough. Uh, unlike 
you know, Drew Brees. If you weren't high on Drew Brees, when did you start to sit him? I don't know if it ever happened. Yeah. You're, well, no, that's, you're always thinking next week. <laughs> Here's the ultimate. And uh, Charlie don't surf, right? In, uh, in my league this year, they drafted Tom Brady. Uh, they had the 12th pick. And the, so they drafted Tom Brady and Ezekiel Elliott on their wrap. Um, they also drafted Deshaun Watson. Never started Deshaun Watson wow. once. Wow. So and they were almost at a point where they were going to. And then he got like hurt. Like right before the week he got hurt, they were going to trade Brady. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been, been like, okay, we're doing it. We're all in on Watkins. Trade him, and then poor guy goes down. That's fantasy uh, football for you, kids. Unbelievable. Keep rolling, Staggy. Um, you know, after that, Corey Coleman, Devontae Parker swinging for the fences at wide receiver. Uh, Terrence West. How quickly did Terrence West fall out of favor? Oh, God, it didn't take, what, about, like, half a game? <laughs> Two, three weeks that he sort of got injured. Like... But, you know, Alex Collins sort of stepped into the role you envisioned for Terrence West, uh, and it looks more efficient at it. Then Marcus... But I just want to remember, after this, this mock draft, I remember looking at it and going, two guys who I'm like, eh, was the Spencer Ware and Terrence West. And these were the guys that were like, well, and this was the argument I think that was made during, well, they are the starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrence West. Is, I don't understand why people were, what's, what, why? why because were, Terrence West is discount Isaiah Crowell. And Isaiah Crowell went in the fourth round. So you and he was still a starting running back at that time when, yeah. when this was going on. Yeah. Marcus Mariota, Jordan Matthews, boy, did that not work out in Buffalo. But he's another young sort of free agent wide receiver who I'd much rather than the Bears piss away money on Jarvis Landry just sign Jordan Matthews. I agree with that. You know, for, for I, I'm worried about the injury, the but I, I don't know. I, he's, I just don't think he has any flash in his game. Does he need to? Does Jarvis Landry? No, but I don't want the Bears to sign Jarvis Landry okay. either. I thought I was going to have to not be friends with you. <laughs> no, I want, I want the Bears to sign Allen Robinson if I had I'm, I'm, But they need more than one wide receiver. Well, I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, fine. If, 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 if. Houdini with Richard Matthews. That one actually painted out quite nice back he, he just That guy just he puts up numbers. He, he He's a solid player. I agree with that. Yeah, especially when you look at where Corey Davis was drafted in the sixth round. Who drafted that idiot? Oh, D-Rex. What are you doing? I thought it was Stiff Kitties. <laughs> then it was Rashard Matthews, Jeremy Hill, Zay Jones. Now, now, now you can mention my next pick after Rashard Matthews. Rashad Perriman. Oh, <laughs> Dak Prescott, great to start the season. Then that injury to uh, uh, Tyron Smith and the you know suspension. He just fell off the table. Fell off real quick. Kyle Rudolph. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Quickly, we don't need to go too much on it, but Dak Prescott for next year. You think you're back to normal? You're, you're liking it, or do you think this kind of has a, has a stain I, on, his, mean, on his mental template uh, heading in and confidence? It was it was a weird. He was literally like MVP for the first half of the season, and the second half, all you were talking about is how Dak needs a Elliott. Well, the problem is, is that. It, it, let's say it's Des Bryant who's bad. I think that we can all sit here and we watched the, him play this year. It's not the Des Bryant that he was three years ago when he was just beating fools and jumping over them and making the plays. So you're not getting that type of production. Dak is a very 
accurate quarterback, but he's not one of those guys like Phillip Rivers who hits them on, on the perfect stride and, and gets the most out of all those extra yardage. So, like, in, in a dynasty league that I have where I have, um, and they can vote a player off and you can protect two, I have still Andrew Luck and Dak Prescott. I'm not going to protect either of them. And I'll just say, we want to vote one of them off, go ahead, I'll find another quarterback and, and, and deal with it, but I'm going to protect... You know, whether it be like a Mike Evans and Amari Cooper or something, just because of the bounce back potential for them is a lot stronger, I feel, than what I'm seeing. And, it, and it, this is the point where Dallas has the best offensive line that they've ever had and the best running back, and this is what he looks like. I don't know how he's getting a lot better. I mean, the thing is, he's still a very good fantasy player. Like, there was one or two games where he was bad, but other than that, you know, he was top 12, you know, a good portion of the season. Um, and he finishes the, the 10th overall passer just behind Drew Brees on the season. Uh, but, you know, he's a little more dependent on his legs than you'd like. But you want a little bit more passing. Yeah, what was, what, how many yards did he throw for? 3,325 I... after 3,667. So... You know, and he had, what, six or seven touch, uh, rushing touchdowns, right? Six. six. Six in each of the last two years. Okay. I mean, the, which is good, but it's also bad. Like, Take it away. His it's numbers, good. you know, over the last two years, you look at a per-game basis, his numbers are much different than Tyrod. Right. Fucking people hate Tyrod. <laughs> it's because, you wonder the difference? Cowboy, Bill. And it's just perception. People yeah. want to love the Cowboys. They just want to love the Cowboys. Yeah. And Tyrod started out as a backup on Ravens. He didn't. It's not. He's had. A, there's a long road to where he's gotten. He's not young. Is. Yeah, he's not young. Um, okay, keep going. Uh, well, now you got you got a whole bunch you can roll through here. And just yeah. You know, let's let Stags do it, and we'll we'll interject here or there. Although Kyle Rudolph was the next pick, who I, I think you, you still get viability there. You know, if it's Kyle Rudolph's. Good pick. Uh, there's not much bad to say about it. I mean, you're not going to get the high-end Greg Olson thousand-yard uh, years out of him, but you can get good production and good red zone production. Yeah, definitely a late uh, touchdown maker. Gio went off the board. You know, he really did nothing until late in the season, but once he saw a taste of the starting action again, once he went back to that backup role, looked good. But also, he was coming off an ACL injury. So as the season went on, he looked healthier and healthier. Good for him. Is he but for sure back next year? Or is he's he for sure back yeah. unless they tear up a contract. No, they're but not going to do he's that. He's under contract. Uh, CJ Procise, who is always precisely uh, overhyped at this point, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Tyrell Williams, not good, not bad. Like at this point in the draft, he was probably. Because this team is one, two, three, four, fifth wide receiver. That's right. He had some blow up games, but they didn't really target him, man. Like, no. if they would have targeted him 120 or so times, he was splitting time with Travis Benjamin, uh, and you know Hunter Henry was getting those targets, and, and guys like Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler out of the backfield were pass catchers, and they were funneling a shitload to Keenan Allen. He just had halves where he didn't get a target. It was yeah. just, but he makes big plays. He makes big plays, but also Tyrell Williams on the season. How many times was he targeted in the red zone? Twice. Once. One fucking target in the red zone. And this guy's, you know, six foot three. 
He's, he's not a little wide receiver. But look he's looking at guys that he's, he's, not a, he's not a body up receiver though. Looking at guys and he had less targets than all of them, but finished just ahead of Jordy Nelson. He did better than he by a smidge. By a smidge, he beat out all these guys. Calvin Benjamin, Keelan Cole, who came on, um, and uh, Martavis Bryant and Devontae Parker. He had more. He finished at 45. The guys I just listed were 46 through 50. All of them had more targets. I think he gets stuff done. That's why we'll talk, I won't beat it. But I don't know why they took Williams. I think he's better than Williams. He's he had, had 69 targets on the season. And he caught 50 of them, right? Well, remember, it, that was the thing. 40, that, 43. Here, here's, here's the scary thing for him, and maybe this is exactly where the staff Thought about it. He didn't get the major looks two years ago until everybody else got injured in front of him, right? Keenan Allen going down, everyone going down. All of a sudden, then Tyrell Williams showed up. Now everyone thought that, oh, this is going to be more of a split. No, this was still a Keenan Allen show, and and he's an underling and, player. And his underlings, you know. How could the Bears and the Jordan and the Jordan Bears? Yeah, of course. But how could you have reasonably written in? 69 targets for your projection for Tyrell Williams because it's fucking stupid. Well, like, you think you think you were thinking much more 85 90 at least, probably. Yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. why isn't he Malcolm Floyd, right? Who got 90 to 100 targets, you know, for this team? If he had gotten that, he's a thousand yard and it's exactly six, six mm-hmm. seven yard, six seven touchdown guy. He's a good player, man. I, 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 I think that's that's a good pick, just underused. Um. All right, then we got Randall Cobb. To me, I don't know why I did this offseason. I thought nope. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make so much noise. Uh, Randall Cobb. I don't know why I kind of had a moment where I thought he was gonna uh, bounce back. The love. Although, affairs, although but, if you remember the when I called the one week where he was when he went went off and we had the whole discussion. He, he called it. Yes. It was, was that part of that text chain? That was our text chain. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. So we all, we all have selective memory sometimes. Damn right. James White, Talitix, uh Kenny Britt, Duke Johnson, Pops ended up turning out to be a uh, pretty good pick in the 10th round. Um, Kevin White obviously went down yet again. Jack Doyle. Now, this is interesting. Ertz, wow. Yeah. Ertz in the 11th round. But two tight ends that were, I mean, Doyle finished up right up there. Right? How is I mean, Ertz? So, how is Ertz not taken ahead of Ebron Walker? Right, Bennett, Martellus Bennett went ahead of him. It's a great question. Kyle Rudolph, like I had gotten my. Why did I take Jimmy Graham over Ertz? No, remember <laughs> they had added Tory Smith. They added Alshon Jeffrey. How are they going to feed all these guys and keep Ertz? Especially when Ertz wasn't a touchdown scorer. I know. Shouldn't don't you think? I agree. But Ertz should be a couple rounds higher. Well, we, as we as we say that, like look, let's go back. Rewind to the beginning of the podcast when uh, Stag Party said when Gronk is playing, Gronk is there. Then you have Kelsey. Then Kelsey. When was it? It was Gronk begets Kelsey. Kelsey begets Ols. Was it Olson or, or who was your third? I went to Ertz this time. Was it Ertz? And then who was, you got a fourth one then, too. And then, the, everybody else. And then everybody else. <laughs> but, so, so there you go. Still, so, great. I mean, Hard to believe a little in bit. his four-year career before this, he had had 13 touchdowns overall. He had eight touchdowns this season. So you were projecting four to five touchdowns for him and Ooh. a chance 
a, a diminished targets. But he always had a lot of targets, though. But he had always had a lot of targets, and this is this is what happens, though, right? Eagles are in the are in the Super Bowl. Uh, when Carson Wentz was the quarterback, they were top offense. He was MVP candidate, doing all these things, broken records, and things that never been done. Forward on the time like that, like a like a like still, yeah, still What's amazing though is that this is what happens. It's power in numbers. It's you got to pick right. Yeah. And and one thing that has happened, what is it, like every year I think since for like the last 10 or 15 years that you've had a team that finished as the worst team in their division the year before has made the playoffs or, or um, won their division the next year. Mm-hmm. And this year, what was it, it was three We're going to do a show about that, who those teams were. It's going to be a team-based, offensive, defensive. It's going to have fantasy. It's the only show I even do. What's that? It's the only show I even do. Like, team-based coaching staffs. Right. Who's going to be the team that goes up? Because yes, then those are the... That would be a great show. Like that's, and, and look, if, if that, to me, is if is the, the show. Because if you are able to identify, here are the teams that were on the lower rung that have so many great things in place that, that, that they should be able to have a chance to vault up. Now, you may be wrong on, on, on a couple of them, but... That's where if you're picking from those more educated decisions, you're going to make a better choice and have a better opportunity. Agreed. Um, good pick there by Pops. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, uh, then went Joe Williams, who I didn't even know who he was. Now I remember who he this is. A, this was a great round. So we'll do round 11. Highlight round. We we really had a bunch of crap. This one's got like five good players in it. Tavis Murray to me. So that's a great pick in round 11. Philip, thank you, Philip. Right well, there. although because of Dalvin Cook being injured, who no, knows of course. This draft. I, I think I think Philip Rivers to PK. I think he only picked that guy because he's got the same initials. Um, <laughs> and then we went to Justin Tucker. That's the first kicker. Heartbeat going for a kicker. Out kicker in me. Um, Thomas the, Rawls. That didn't work out. Now look at the next two yeah, wide receivers, though. Wow. Hold on. We're gonna start, start talking about these kickers. In defenses, the best defense was not drafted in this. The Jaguars were not drafted among the 12 defenses that Amazing. were drafted. So, you know, you want to be the first guy to jump on one. Every fucking year there's a team that finishes top three that's not drafted. So why are you the guy coming out here in the, you know, in some of these ESPN drafts where it's popping off in the 8th, 10th round? You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And what the fuck are you doing? Stop it! Stop it now! <laughs> I agree. And the other thing is that the other thing is that you get these leagues, and even in dynasty <laughs> leagues or auction leagues, right? I'm in auction leagues, and I sit here and I watch like someone always still brings up Seattle as like the first defense, and they end up going for nine, ten dollars. So you're spending five percent of your total salary on a defense. Where you should be spending a one dollar on a defense, and so I sit there and I let everyone just keep bidding them all up, and then what ends up happening is, after one or two weeks of them not getting very many, they drop points, them. They drop them, and they're available, and then you can just pick them up off the waiver wire. I love it when you bought. You don't do as much. When Stag gets fired up, all about fantasy football, about dickhead stuff, he he gets Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> Fantasy football, fantasy football Tourette's syndrome madness. Uh, keep going. I gotta grab a Valverde. You need so, one? Uh, yeah, I'll take one. So this this is what's awesome. So then after Thomas Rawls, Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, 
Round 11 had Golden. To finish out the round was Jameis Winston and uh, Steven Goskowski. Both Adam Thielen and Marvin Jones were great picks. But I, I think we could have seen it. I mean, we saw some high-end weeks from Adam Thielen. I don't know how he ever got that low. Because we were all so high on him. I don't know if we were. I thought we kind of were. I don't know. A little bit. I think that's going to be some hindsight bias. Like, I think we had him as a top 30-ish receiver. I don't think we were, hey, you got to draft. No, no. We we, we, we all all had Diggs as being the much better pick, especially in the PPR league. Yeah. um, Was the thought. Oh, it's painful. Um, all right, we have Marvin Jones, Stags, Jim Wood, and Goskowski. So Archer going high on the kicker as well. Uh, next pick, he's got a, he's got the Broncos defense. So, there. so we're we're back to. By the way, this is round twelve now. In my opinion, there's about one real only good standout pick in this round. Uh, so Stephen Goskowski was not even the number one overall kicker yet again. It was Greg Zerline. Who wasn't drafted. But Justin Tucker was taken before him, though. I know. Okay. But where Steven Gaskowski finished number two, Justin Tucker finished. Hold on, please. He's not. He's way down there. Yeah, he's way down. He's at six. Way down at six. And Tucker was it available in every single league I was in because he had a horrible start to the season and, like, everyone just, like, stuck with their kicker. Oh, he was, he was, he was his yeah. money. He, like, it, it, it was, and he was good down the he stretch. He did not have double digits until week uh, Eight or nine. Five. Week five. Okay. But Eight. then 12, 10, 10, yeah. 8. 11, 11, 14, 8, 9, 11, 9. Like, pretty good. Like but Matt, the stretch. Like Matt Bryant down the stretch. Yeah. Who was like games that were just like ridiculous. I still feel good about Goskowski having him in all, my, in all my leagues. I still feel good about I didn't have to go too high on him. It wasn't crazy. I wasn't going like doing the Adam Rank thing or anything. But I, I, I feel good about it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to that well just because I know that they're going to do well. I, I don't want to overpay for it. I'm with you. But... And you can pick up good guys like Zerline and like Tucker, but I feel fine. I like Goskowski. I like uh, at the end of a Patriots drive, I watch their teams a lot. If they don't make it, my boy gets some, some points. It feels good. All right, so in this round 12, then, you had the Broncos, Sterling Shepard, Jamal Charles, Darren Sproles, Marlon Mack, the one good pick, the surprise, Robert Woods. Then Dante Foreman, Josh Doxson, Devonta. Who had some weeks? He did. I want to. I want to bring back a couple things. Devonta Booker, Ted Ginn, Tyler Lockett, and Robert Kelly. So, Ted Ginn had some weeks too. So let's look at for next year the young guys, right? So and let's let's, let's put Robert Woods in here because Woods had the breakout year. Where is he going to go? Does he get completely overvalued going into next year? He's a um, guy I think will be overvalued, but, but, but still pretty good. Also. You know, we got to see what happens with Sammy Watkins. Do they franchise tag him? Is he for sure back? Because if it's, you know, Woods and Cup, then I think there's big enough targets for these guys uh, to go around. Because I, I do think if Sammy has to go through another season where he's targeted 70 times in a year, yeah. he's going to fucking lose his shit. He's, he, I'm no Tyrell Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that Austin's made so much money in the league and was the sixth overall pick, and he's just like, we're not even talking about him. He's the backup running back. I don't know why so you're talking bad. about him. Is the winner's is what I'm talking about. Get 
Um, John, so Robert Woods is a guy I can see is probably a wide receiver three uh, on my teams in standard league, maybe a wide receiver two low end in PPR. But he's going to be a guy without a lot of touchdown upside. And the overall upside I just don't think is as big as we make it out to be. And when you, when you look at his overall finish, you're not going to be as impressed as I think you should be. And it's really just those one or two weeks that you're going to remember Although, kindly. Although, if we want to go to last impressions, his last game, I believe, was nine catches for 142 yards in the playoffs and the loss. I never wanted to go to last impressions. That was your thing. I know. Well, so I'm going to do the last impression. So here, D-Rex, here's where I want to go with the other two young guys. This is where I want to look at okay. the running backs. Marlon Mack, who you and I were both high on going into this year, and Deonta Foreman. You know, Lamar Miller, what has he shown us? Is, is he showing you anything? Now, look, and what we saw was... Solid. Okay. Right. Unspectacular. But, and, and, and so far, in the first year, all the touches that they gave to Foreman was pretty much exactly that same thing. He was getting 10 carries a week for a good portion until he got hurt, um, and he was getting about 40 yards Getting that 40, 4.1, 4.2, 3.9 yards per carry. Uh, not really making any major impact in the receiving game. Marlon Mack, a guy who making splash plays here or there. He's got a knack to make the uh, a knack for Mack to make the big play, <laughs> but n- not a guy that was making consistent plays. Not a guy that you could count on to give the ball to like Foreman was able to do. It's a different situation with Frank Gore. Is he going to be there? So. And Mack is going to be one of those guys who, no matter what, again, because there's not as much tape on him, he'll go lower if he ends up being the guy. He'll end up going lower and be a value no matter what. Especially with uh, if, since they're going to have McDaniel. I mean, yeah. think about it. offensive on offense they, under the Pagano bullshit that's been going on the last few years versus a uh, McDaniel offense with luck back. Sounds luck back. But a McDaniel offense, how many running backs do they use? Do we know that's McDaniels or do we know that's Bill Belichick? Well, we don't. But uh, looking <laughs> at it, this is a team that's going to highly draft the running back. And that means you know, they're going to be highly drafted in fantasy football. This is one of those situations where you could bet the other side of the committee, potentially, see a guy like Marlon Mack on your team and have a Deion Lewis-like late season surge. I like it. Think about that. Deion Lewis not drafted here at all. Um, okay, keep going. Stags, I'm, we're going to let you run with this for a little bit. Um, so after uh, the end of the 12th round, you got the 13th. So Cardinals, DST, Jamal Williams, who ended up having some weeks. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, who's a second quarterback. But, you know, late down the stretch, there was few better. Pyrolytics grabbed Carson Wentz here. You know, great pick. I, I just didn't see the maturation, but damn, did that happen. Week one, uh, I mean, right out of the gates. Then people made a run on defense, and I probably made a run to the bathroom with all these shit picks. Chiefs, Texans, <laughs> Patriots, Raiders. Uh, yeah, let's let's see how that turned out. Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, Raiders. Um, the Chiefs would have... Turned out a lot better for me. I'd pick them if uh, if Eric Davis hadn't gotten injured in the first Eric Berry. Eric Berry in the first quarter of the fucking season. Well, while you think about those issues and those crappy defenses, you'll have time. This is a nice, good little. I lost my clip. What the the fuck is that? Just throwing with this one. Learning you are. Young Petula. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> That's Yoda. So you're familiar with Yoda? Yeah, from uh, Attack of the Clones. Two forty-five at East Twenty-Four Montgomery, Bailey's Bar and Grill. Oh, not yet on it. You, Michaels, you always take a call at a bar because, uh, better or worse, you get a beer out of it. Wow, pretty sweet, huh? True that. Amazing, thank you. Hey, McLovin, you're in a situation at Bailey's, so uh, we'll drop you off after. All right? Actually, I kind of have to be somewhere. Today, and calls from Eddie Bar and Grill, Mark Ten, engage. <laughs> We ended up on the Raiders DST, who is the last uh, sort of defense taken in this round. It also happened to be the last defense in fantasy football on the season. You got, like, me, you got me thinking of my work, Raiders DSTI. <laughs> what is DST? No, I'm doing STI. Oh, <laughs> yes, STIs. You know, so, so Raiders DSTI. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> and they're moving to Vegas, the, the king, of the, the 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 land of STIs. <laughs> I mean, the, the, every stripper pole has got seven STIs on it. Oh my god, I would lick them off. <laughs> and we're two hours in this one mock draft. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is, our next one, which we can cl- close just pretty quickly, is one team that we drafted together. So I think we can kind of hustle through that. Oh, yeah, well, that, you know, that really is blowing off. I think we're blowing it off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, <laughs> reasons for not drafting the defenses till like the second to last round or last round, you can select one that will literally finish with the fewest fantasy points. In the league, um, you, you'll stick with them a long time. It's kind of like that breeze. Where'd the Panthers finish? Packers, Panthers, Panthers. Panthers. Panthers were all right uh, this season. They finished as the tenth. Tenth. All right. They finished behind the Chicago Bears. Surprisingly. Hey, the Bears. The Bears. Vic's uh, coming back. Was drafted Chris Thompson, pick of the round. I followed that up with Shane Vereen, who I thought could catch passes. Uh, and an offense starved for attention at running back. Didn't really work out that way. Kobe Fleener then went off the board to Houdini. I like how Houdini uh, was the, one of the last people to draft a tight end. And didn't believe in the tight end I drafted, so I drafted another one. <laughs> that one turned out good. Exactly what I was going to say. Uh, well, that's what you have to do. I've always been a believer. I, like on tight ends, I've... I've waited until even if I wait until like round nine or ten to take it, I'll take the next one in the round, the next round or the round after. Yeah, it, it worked out. You know, drafting Evan Ingram, you know, pretty good uh, results there, uh, especially when he ended up as the team's wide receiver, um, you yeah, know, default wide receiver one. Uh, Archer went Matthew Stafford, Jason Witten, you know, the all like I team. Uh, then we had the Seahawks <laughs> defense. Uh, go off the board. Andy Dalton, Eli Manning. Oh, oh. Stop drafting backup quarterbacks. <laughs> Heartbeat, True. DeAndre Washington, Stephen Hauschka, Oosh. Matt Bryant, Rams DST. Fuck this shit, I'm done reading. So, then Adam Vinatieri. Just, just be done. Quiz Rogers. We look, no. we so, was there, was there, so, look, so the people the who one. waited to the I don't last, think there's any. The last last six, six, I'll, I'll give you the last players that were taken. So, it was. Tyrod Taylor, Curtis Samuel, who I think will be an interesting player for next year, and another guy that'll be under the radar because it never made the field was uh, again like you said uh, a guy in the uh, summer camps that was injured uh, and never was able to get on the field. 
Um, so stunted his growth. Alan Hearns, TJ Yeldon, Jalen Richard, John Ross. John Ross, is there a chance that this kid, another one, was like the second uh, rookie wide receiver taken last year, I believe, and, and Top basically didn't, didn't see the field. Like, uh, you know, did, was he hurt? He had zero catches on one target. One target. And negative fantasy points because he fumbled. All right, we're done. We're moving to the other one, and we're going to be able to cruise through it. We promise to, and we're going to deliver. So this other uh, mock that we're doing was actually from a uh, Pyro podcast. What was that, 274? Um, let me go 270 to horse? 270. 270, okay, thank you. So this was from uh, episode 270, so if you, so be it, want to go through and uh, listen to that one again, we would love you to. Um, essentially what we're doing here is I believe this one was on um, uh, FF Calculator. Um, I think we just basically went up against, uh, in a 12-man league, we collectively, the three of us, Houdini, D-Rex, and the Stag Party, um, decided to choose and pick as one team. So, in this one, we got the 12th pick in a 12-team mock. Uh, we'll kind of, we'll, how do you want to do it? We'll quickly go through the first round. We don't need to go through every pick or anything, but... Um, how about more, what do you want to do? who do we take, who could we have taken... Okay. And let's just go that way because we've already just went through an entire mock you. draft. I'm I don't think you. we need to recount who was taken. I'm with you. So, <laughs> shoot me now! Is that is that the uh, Snoopy teacher voice? <laughs> so, with the 12th pick, basically it was a lot of wide receivers taken. There were seven wide receivers taken before our pick. Um, and that included a Keenan Allen, a T.Y. Hilton. Um, and then there was four running backs taken before us, and those were David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, and Melvin Gordon. So our first pick was LaShawn McCoy. Uh, we took McCoy, and then we kept we We stayed on that position, um, kind of maybe going a little bit against the Is grain. There two mock drafts were in that Mark? show? Yeah, because I'm looking at Three one. different slots. What, so you're looking at the 12. I think we did first, middle, and end in that one. Uh, I, I, the one you sent I'm, us looks like it's yeah, I, the end okay. or the middle. I can, go to the, I can go to the... Okay, sorry. I think I just grabbed the top one and printed it out. Where are... Are those on the site? No, I, I can't even get it because it was like I couldn't blow it up on the site. Me too. I can't even see it. So let's use you the one you They're underneath it. Underneath it says click for bigger view. Do, 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 do. I don't see anything on the podcast page. Hold on. What the hell is happening? This Where is are we? It doesn't say. We might be just. Oh shit! Right, we'll just follow along with you. Oh, I don't see you, later. you know what? Okay, I, I maybe I grabbed it. It's in there underneath. So you you can tell us who we picked. I, I, I'm fine with the working off of that. Here, is this? You're in charge. You guys take this. No, no, no. You take this. I can grab it. Right, I'll, I'll use this. Uh, do you have one of these? I'm two? just gonna talk because I had to read off all the picks last time. Do you want me to send it to you just so you can see it? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, well, you can start going. I'll, I'll find this. I'll grab it for you. All right. Myself. So we went with Sean McCoy and we doubled up Devonta Freeman on the wrap. So Sean McCoy. Good pick. How many other running backs were off the board at the time? Uh, four. four. So you had John, DJ, Le'Veon, Zeke, and Gordon. I mean, 
LaShawn McCoy was right there. I think he was my number five running back in PPR. Definitely a viable pass catcher. Uh, you know, especially when he was that entire team's <laughs> offense for most of the season. Great laugh. I, I, I gotta. <laughs> I wanna laugh. I'm looking at a guy's team and what he did, and I just want to laugh. Were, was this a team that you were not allowed to make any pickups throughout the year, or were we allowed to make? This pickups? was just this. Was, we were on a. Uh, just, on, this is like a, a site. This was <laughs> us with computer. I sent that to you, Stags. Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. Okay, that was the guy's team name. That sounds like you. He took Ezekiel Elliott with his first running back in the first round. He took a running back in the second round, Mike Gillisley. He took a nut, his next running back. He did not take until round eight, which was Danny Woodhead. His next running back he did not take until round eleven, which was Rex Burkhead. So basically, he didn't have a running back that played for most of the entire season. <laughs> he started out good with Ezekiel, Ezekiel, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's, that's pretty. Pretty, tough. pretty. Pretty tremendously bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like the uh, the stone. The stones are, are firing, firing it up. Sure, you don't want this uh, sacrificial Miller Lite can that we started the show with two hours and three minutes ago. No, it sounds awful. <laughs> I think these are still Miller Lights from Dogmatica back in the. Actually, they're from my lake house, but. Well, there it is. There you go. Uh, so, Sean McCoy, Devonta Freeman. Uh, Yo, know, he was playing great first five or six weeks of the season. He looked like he was the back to own in that you know backfield. Tevin Coleman was really only seeing seven to ten touches a game. Sar- Sarkeesian didn't look like he knew how to use him, but Devonta Freeman was getting it done, scoring touchdowns, and you know the pass catching really went away from this team's backfield, and it affected Devonta Freeman the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got sort of a concussion later in the season, right after signing his big money deal. And then it was sort of just like, all right, end zone and 12 carries for 50 yards. Yeah. They really didn't ride him. Uh, so going forward, Devonta Freeman's going to be a guy who I'm a little bit more sour on. He's probably a back-end RB1 than a top five or six back. Yeah, he becomes, I think, with that low-end um Back in round two, early round three, uh, running back that you're probably looking at now, as opposed to that yeah. late first round, early second round. And the more you hear about them trying to, to use Tevin, the, the worse you're liking it. I mean, uh, well, Tevin's a guy. There's, there's a free lot of agencies on the docket for him. So, well, he's going to be a guy. Does. Why wouldn't you? I mean, at this point in time, you want to go somewhere where you can be the lead man. You want, you know, if you have it, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> It's like back when Just I take the top to, off. It's like when I used to drink the um, the Magners on the show with the ice. Right. Well, or a BN three hundred would break the glasses and uh, and and use the scotch. So you know, we apologize you for episode three hundred. Yeah, we always apologize for every hundred episodes. <laughs> Can't wait to get to four hundred. All right. So so after we took Freeman though, you know where where we missed were there were a couple good running backs that were taken before our next pick, and, and they were one, two, three, four. Ten running backs taken in the next two rounds. Ajay, Murray, Howard, Jordan Howard, Mike Gillisley, Lamar Miller, Todd Gurley. Gurley going in the second pick of the third round. Then Tevin Coleman, Leonard Fournette going in the uh, 
back end of the third round, Joe Mixon, Carlos Hyde. Kelsey had gone before that because remember, we were all high on Kelsey. We were going to take Kelsey with that third pick had he been there. I wanted that. And push back our wide receivers, but we ended up going back-to-back wide receivers. And I wish we could maybe take these two back, but... Well, I hate... Just so you know, you guys know I'm not... I don't, I don't love Demarius as much as, as other people. Um, I hope that changes and they get a, a quarterback to throw him the ball, but it just hasn't had that the last couple of few years. Um, even with Peyton Manning's last year, he was the worst quarterback in the league. Um, so I just... Any team that my wide receiver wants, Demarius Thomas, I had a tough time with this team. Yeah, and then Crabtree, who... Uh, you know, no one foresaw the, the, the fall off that he had. Um, the wide receivers that we could have had uh, that went after were Jarvis Landry, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, um, Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill. And that's about the only ones until you get to where we got our next one, where we got probably the next best wide receiver. So we came back, we got Greg Olson as our next tight end, which when you looked at it on paper, you're saying you got Greg Olson in the fifth round. At the end of the fifth round, we liked it. Could have basically been a sixth round pick. That's that was phenomenal. Yeah. It just didn't end up working out the way that that got you know, We planned. And then we wrapped that back with Larry Fitzgerald, which We're so solid commander. was our number one wide receiver. Right, <laughs> but so much more solid as I listed off all those other wide receivers. You, we we were you know missing out on Tyreek Hill and and uh, also uh, the guys that went before him. Uh, Devontae Parker, Terrell Pryor, Dante Moncrief, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Manuel Sanders. All sucked. All sucked. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, should he choose to remain in the league, is a top 15 wide receiver again, especially with, you know, John Brown potentially leaving. We've got to see what they do at the quarterback position, however. Uh, but, yeah. Well, here he's playing. So there, when we took Fitzgerald, there was a run on quarterbacks ahead of us. Where so there had been six quarterbacks taken when we took Fitzgerald. Rodgers after, after. No, no, no. Before, before, before. Rogers, Luck, Winston, Breeze, oh, yeah. Ryan, and Brady. Then there was, and then we took uh, Fitzgerald, and then it came back to round seven, and it went quarterback crazy. And we jumped on this quarterback wagon, and we were the last team because. When we finished round seven with a quarterback, there was not another quarterback taken until the beginning of round 12. And our quarterbacks. By us. By us, right. And if we should have been on the other side of it. So it we was, should have just waited until round 12 to take our first one. Right. Yeah. So the quarterbacks taken before we took Marcus Mariota, who ended up being our next pick, were Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford. And then we got Mariota and Garcon on the turn. Uh, again, no quarterbacks taken until round 12 where there were, what, six quarterbacks taken around 12. Derek Carr that we got leading off, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Tyrod Taylor, Eli Manning, and Carson Wentz. You might even say that those six were better than the six that were taken up in yeah. five rounds. Well, Cousins went late in this one, and obviously Wentz turned out to be great. So um, I don't know how I didn't push for Cousins. And Phillip Rivers was decent, and Tyrod Taylor was not as bad. I don't as, know how uh, I didn't push for Cousins over Cousins. Maybe gave, we, I took Mariota, and then I had to yeah, give you Cousins. Yeah, that's 100% of it. We took Mariota. <laughs> that's exactly like, what it was. Okay, that's exactly what it is. We're, we're like, it's round 12. You're going to have to take it now. We're blinded. See how it's great? It's great having multiple owners on, when you're doing fantasy drafts. Yeah. Uh, so after we got the, um, the Garcon... There was a huge run in that round uh, on running backs. 
So, which was, we had, and we had not taken any running backs since LaShawn McCoy and Devonta Freeman. So when we took Pierre Garçon, what we left on the table as potential picks were Latavius Murray, Bilal Powell, Samaje Pirine, Eddie Lacy, Theo Riddick, Danny Woodhead, Doug Martin, Amir Abdullah, CJ Proceis, Rob Kelly, Kareem Hunt, Kenneth Dixon, Adrian Peterson, Giovanni Bernard, before it came back to us where we doubled up with Frank Gore and Matt Forte. And this is the danger, right, Stank? Especially when you're on a wrap. You let all those picks happen, it's, whether it's a 10-team league or a 12-team league, whether it's 23 picks or 19 picks or whatever, before you get to pick again. It's a lot of picks, and stuff like that can happen where it just you think you have like a, 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 a two guys in this tier up here and four more in this next one. I'll get one of them, and they're all gone. Yeah, I don't... The thing was, I think we had to take a wide receiver to sort of give us, I think this is a little bit of a deeper draft, so three wide receivers and a flex. I think we felt Pierre Garçon was the best wide receiver to fill the flex spot, uh, and we thought he was better than any running back on the board at the time, and I, I don't really disagree with that philosophy. No, I, I agree, I agree. Because the only real back that, that was better is Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, on who, a team who went with nine running backs later, <laughs> but also Spencer Ware still active at this time, um, you know. And then in the tenth round, the, a, a couple good backs did go: Dion Lewis and Alvin Kamara. Um, and really, at the time, Kamara was the third back. Right, but he was the pass catcher. But but anyone that was looking at Kamara was Kamara was going look. There's Adrian Peterson and there's there's Mark Ingram, uh, you know, and in dynasty leagues, what I saw was based on where he went, but hit by him and Peterson being there, everybody. Why I got him in my dynasty draft where I had like the eighth pick or ninth pick of, of rookies, everyone was going after McCaffrey or they're going after all the other guys. There's like Kamara was was like oh not in that situation. I I, I like the guy, but I don't want him. He's not going to be good for me for two years or if I'm lucky and. You know, but here's what I will say. I think this is where we should look, uh, put the mirror on ourselves a little bit, and say Frank Gore and Matt Forte. Old and older. Old, older. <laughs> we thought that was safe, and we thought that we were slow and steady. I think in hindsight, maybe after you go early on uh, two running backs, I think maybe what you do here, and I'm not saying it's easy to say Kamara now, but maybe you go for the electric upside. You we knew that these were the two. These were the two worst offenses, yeah. even when we drafted at this point yeah. in the league. Um, people were high on Bilal Powell. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like they, they, we probably should have done the whole let's get a play, uh, if we're going running back players on good teams. Or well, the best part is what the difference. Yeah, one of the slow and steady guys, one of the blow up guys. There you go. I like that. And we and then we went for Mike Wallace as yeah. <laughs> wide receiver from again. Not a prolific passing team is the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, the numbers that the numbers <laughs> Remember, this year. Hold on, for he, was, no, he was he was better than they advertised. No, yeah. oh. Remember, the prior two years, he was though. Nobody had more pass attempts in the league than the Baltimore Ravens. Fair so enough. we're talking about it at the time. We're talking about a very prolific pass offense that was okay. slightly underrated. No, that's a good point. Well, they attempted a lot. They just didn't complete enough. No, they completed and, and they, they, they weren't good. Flack, yeah, Flack does not. But the other thing that we did was we saved our last pick to go for that 
flash running back, which yeah. was our our enamoration uh, with Marlon Mack. Yeah, and I so. bet you Stags just let us do that one as well. Um, so that was basically our team. So there was Mike Wallace, and there was there was one other wide receiver that was of value drafted after Mike Wallace, and that was Marvin Jones. I don't know how I didn't talk you guys into taking Kenny Britt over Mike Wallace. I would have tried my hardest. <laughs> I, I don't know how we took Mike Wallace either because I'm, I'm not. I probably would have. I probably campaigned pretty hard for Kenny Britt and settled for Mike Wallace because that's something I would do. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what happened. It doesn't matter. They're all garbage. Like you said, Marvin Jones, eh, who's going to know that? Um, I mean. It's all garbage. But Marvin Jones has actually been. Pretty decently consistent since he got to Detroit, and yeah. well, it was one year at the time. Well, but all right, and it was started out hot, simmered real bad at the end. And wasn't that at a point maybe when we got this where they just got we we were kind of gallivanting a little bit? Maybe um, we were kind of liking th- his upside for the kind of games that that uh, Marvin ended up getting. But, you know, in general, I think this. I think we can shut this party down. I think we, we've gone through this show. And, 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 you know, I think it's important for all you guys that are listening to go back, save these mo- – while you're doing mocks this offseason – Get out of here, Matthew. Sorry, sorry. While you're doing mocks this offseason, <laughs> you know, obviously I save these because I'm putting them on, a, on an article within our website. Uh, but – Hey, after you do a mock, take a screen grab of it, put it in a folder, or you know, I don't know if you go to the same site and you can save all your mocks and go and review it. But uh, it's good stuff to not only just audit and review your previous drafts from the year before, and even go two years back. You can do that through your websites. But doing this, it hurts. You know, we listen. We we just basically is there. I, I think I think collectively through the two mocks. We felt out of the three of us good about a total of about six picks. <laughs> um, so it's not a great time to do this. No one likes running into the wall. But I'm telling you, um, it does help. A, yeah, it, 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 does it helps. Help. It helps you, and you got to think about it and um, and go back and say, you know, more like Houdini said it to me in the show. Why was I thinking this way? We always the why, the problem and the solution. So um, go and check out mocks if you can. Somehow there's a way to do that. Definitely can go back and check out your drafts. But this year while you're mocking, save those mocks with screen grabs. You can grab it. There's a thing called screen share where you can take the whole screen. and uh, It's a JPEG or a PNG and throw it in a folder. So remember, Stag, you are talking about the podcast, the one to do, right, where we're looking at analyzing the teams. What we need to do is then come up after that podcast with a tier of who we think are the teams. So then when you're when we're sitting like here in your draft and you're going, do I choose this guy or this guy? Well, let me see where they rank on the tiers. That's a great fucking idea. That should and be so on the far right me, side of it. Stop me from drafting the fucking morons <laughs> on, on the bad teams. It's the best idea I've heard about tiers in a long time. I couldn't agree more. I fucked myself so early in so many rounds in, in multiple leagues with guys that are on garbage teams. And we told you we did it here again. So I like that tier team tier idea. Are we going to be right? You know, there's a lot of movement and things go up. Like, like I heard, you already hear about a lot of people. The, the, the Vikings this year, their offense, 
who, with Teddy Bridgewater? I'm not. I it's, don't, I don't it's, know. It's, like, it's moving backwards. Are you going to buy into being yeah, like, oh, going to go gonna second be round and Thielen is going to yeah. be my wide receiver one? I don't, I don't know. What? What? Just play it. No, I don't know what was playing. It was not <laughs> meant to play, so. Well, I think we're good. Do you want to play anything before we go? Uh, well, I'll have one, I'll have one at the you. end, but I'll just give you this. Get out of here, pal. You're not interested. Drop the creatine and move it. See ya, sugar tits. Come on. Come on. Beat it, sugar tits. Beat it, sugar tits. I have a feeling Stag Party's gonna roll because this is some like nine song, nine minute. No, 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 no. This is a three minute, forty three uh, second song. Cool. Let's stick around, Stag Party. Fuck all that. You, no time. All you, all you pyros. <laughs> uh, this song is for you then. Broken this, hearts are for assholes. <laughs> Talk about right. This show um, is uh, been a good time. We uh, next week, uh, me and Pyromaniac Mo. I'm excited. Uh, Houdini's uh, got some business stuff, uh, and Stag Party's just get, getting the week off from uh, doing a, a lot of stuff, and we're gonna let the guy chill out before the last game of the NFL season. So me and Pyromaniac Mo are gonna do the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll talk about some other stuff. You know that Mo always likes to talk about DFS, so probably be some DFS action on that one. But I'm excited. He's pumped up. So next week's show will be me and him. Um, Awesome. Good to see you guys. I just want to say this, though. Frank Zappa, who I'm playing. Yeah. If you don't know who Frank Zappa is, Google Frank Zappa. He has songs like Why Does It Hurt When I Pee, Jewish Princess, Catholic Girls, Titties and Beer. Um, they are. He was so far ahead of his time. Mad Men. And the music still holds up. Oh, yeah. Um, but just the 13-year-old boy in you will just laugh your ass off listening to his music. He's definitely a, uh, an interesting figure. Great, great stuff. Broken hearts are for assholes. We love you, Pyros. Thank you.
You were dazzled by the exciting new costume of Coco. Then on Tuesday, night, Caesar's back in town. In a way you can't explain. Facing off the Holtz Bar tag team. And so you were co-all with Michael. 179 pounds of Volcanic hell. But you came back on Sunday for the gong show. Thursday, too. But you forgot what I was saying. Cause you're an asshole, you're an asshole, that's right. You're an asshole, you're an asshole, yes, yes. You're an asshole, you're an asshole, that's right. You're an asshole, you're an asshole. Prosecutors, or are you the people who who arrest me? We're the guys who found you uh, buying crack. Well, yeah. maybe uh, maybe things are are different than they seem. You know, I mean, if you just look at things at face value, it's not always what it seems to be. Okay, so um, we saw you handing a known crack dealer money, and he handed you crack. How else? In credits. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but uh, we're not sure on Cohen's yeah, credit. No. Anyway. Okay. You got me. Okay, I just bought crack. Good job, Michael. I wasn't even gonna interject any shit. I was gonna interject shit. I was gonna say, take it on your own, buddy. Okay, I am a lawyer. I have a family. I have four kids. I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. How do we make this go away? Like, how do we? How much money does it take for you to let me out of this fucking car? Are you trying to bribe us? Is that what this is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is a bribe. Um, well, I mean, I feel embarrassed throwing a number out there, because what if I'm going to say, like, 200, and you're thinking more like in the 2,000 range, so why don't you, why don't you put out the first number? We're not going to take yeah, no, we're not gonna a bribe. Why would we take a bribe? Illegal. 
$25,000 each. I just gotta get out of this fucking car, man. I can't be in this fucking car. I cannot be in this fucking car. Everything falls apart for me. If I get arrested, I have a life. I, I can't. Uh, okay, uh, 25 grand each. 25,000 each. Two, five, comma, three zeros. Three zeros each. each. <laughs> 50 grand total. Holy awesome. That's good. Wow, that's pretty awesome. 25 grand wow. each. Oh my god, I'm so relieved. I'm so Me relieved. Me too. <laughs> I feel great. 